I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season six, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada within about 12 months. So she was scared, something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. Chain Smoker. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I kept getting messages last night from people thinking that Maury's going to quit. What? Yeah. Why? Maury, come in here. Maury's going to quit? Yeah. I kept. I, yeah, you. I kept getting messages. Why did I keep getting messages last night from people who are concerned that you're unhappy and that you're going to quit? Well, wanna- first of all, it was really awesome when I checked because I always look at who, who looks at stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. and it actually said Ross Weston. I didn't like, look. No, you, it, your name was listed. I didn't look. Your name was listed. No, because it was sent to me. But you clicked it. Yeah, but because it was I click. I didn't click your. Profile. He didn't willingly no, but you go the story, to your. So oh. your name would be listed. Yeah, but he didn't willingly oh. go to your account. Yeah, to- no. P- people started sending this to me. Okay, so this one is where, person on, sent it to you because stories? I can also see how many people forwarded it to you. You can't see how many people screen grabbed it though. Truth. Back up. This is all on where? So, Instagram stories? Instagram stories. Okay. So would you like to explain this before okay. I start asking I'll questions? No, no, no. Explain. Let me rephrase this. Yes. Would you like to tell your story, damn it, more before Roz t- speaks the truth? No, I'll tell the story that is the story. Okay. Let me let me just let me let me read it first because I started okay. getting messages from no, people saying you, hold on, no, it, it justifies it if I say why I no, don't do no, 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 no. Microphone I, off. I start getting messages saying, Is Maury unhappy? Uh-huh. Is is Maury quitting? Okay. Was the was the other message that I got. Yeah. So Maury puts up on Instagram stories, a job is a job. It's a way to pay for a living, but that's it. Don't let, don't let it define your happiness. You work to live, not live to work, work on what makes you happy. So people oh, became, wow. people became very concerned. Well, I didn't type, yeah. it's, it's a graphic. It's, it's a, it's a meme, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Like a motivational yeah. Monday. Yes, where it, exactly. So Maury, but here's my, here's my question though. Here's my question and why I, because at first I was like, eh, it's just a meme. Right? That's, yes. Can I answer your question? No, no. Be, no, because what I want to know is if it meant nothing, why did you delete it? Because you saw it. <laughs> also, when people read these types of quotes, yeah. it resonates with them and yeah. they identify it with something in their life, yeah. which is why they decide to share it on their own account. Right. So like obviously you, yesterday, let me explain. Let me, no, no, no. For the yesterday, love of Pete. you were feeling some type of ways. You saw that meme or were like, yes, this is exactly you went, describing me right now. I'm going to share it with everybody else. You went else. looking for this. Right? Somebody sent it to me because I vented to them. Okay. Wow. Oh, See? okay. So exactly. let's start there. See? Let's Truth. start there. Let's start there. And then we have to say what I did an hour later. No. Okay. So what were you, what were you venting about then? So I was Why talking. Why are you so unhappy? No, I was talking to to one of my best friends. Okay. My only best friend. Yeah. Amanda. Yeah. 
See, okay. you, you listen. Matt yeah. Mocha knows me so well. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you're talking to Amanda. I was talking to Amanda, uh-huh. and I was venting at the fact that it's just been one of those weeks because Tiff hasn't been going very well. I And I was just, mm-hmm. I would love to find a way to you know, not stress so much about work because I, I want to do so well. I love doing well. I love making sure that I get what I'm out there to get. So if it was only that, then why did you delete it after you saw that I saw it? Because I knew that, oh no, Ross saw it, and I panicked. I had heart, heart palpitations. Uh, you right. can't even say the word right. I'm so nervous right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. The heart, my heart, my heart pelvis was going crazy. <laughs> Uh-huh. Okay. And I'm like, okay. By you know the way, what? if you're just joining us, so Maury yesterday on Instagram stories put out this: a job is a job. It's a way to pay for a living, but that's it. Don't no, but let you're it define it your happiness. You're reading you it wrong. You work to live, not live to work. Work on what makes you happy. Now, full you're disclosure. You're reading it. You're reading it wrong. Full, full disclosure. I don't disagree with this. Right? At all. But when you have a platform, much like Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj said that her cousin's best friend has swollen nuts from the COVID vaccine, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay? And the White House is now involved, right? You have to understand yeah, when there you were a, a lot of people that also commented to that. I know, but you have my, to understand. With the clap emoji, but you have like, to understand yes. that when you have a platform, there's a responsibility to things to not just throw stuff out there because it could be taken in a way that maybe you don't want it to. No, but I was meaning it as like, you have to find a work-life balance. Okay. And you have to not always worry about things not going your way. Right. But why? But that is completely opposite of how you live your life. I couldn't find a meme for that. Okay. <laughs> but your why whole not life just is write work. that, though? Why not write that? Because she sent me this, and I'm like, that actually makes sense. But why did you delete it after I saw it? Then? Because I freaked the F out. Why? Because it's Roz. And I'm like, oh no, Roz is looking. And then I started scrolling through everything. I'm like, what else is he going to see? What else do I have to delete? <laughs> you, you, oh my wow. God. You, you should not be on social media, man. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. It is too no, you stressful. Because I don't need you to see my stuff. No, it is too stressful for you. But Only you have to look under- at what I send you. You have to understand this. Right, exactly. Because <laughs> I don't follow Maury. So anytime Maury sends something, he sends it to me via direct message, right? So he wants me to see his stuff. Sure. And the one time I do click on something, he has heart palpitations. <laughs> that damn heart pelvis. Right? So are you okay? Because that was the concern. Oh, no, I'm completely fine. I, w- I just needed to so, that's why I go to Amanda because I just needed somebody to tell me, it's okay if you don't get what you're out to get. Okay, for but you're there, not going to quit. Thing. You're not unhappy. This was no, not a comment no, anything, on the it's show. The opposite. I strive so hard to do well that when something doesn't go well, I'm worried that I, I'm, I'm failing because everyone else got this. I didn't get this. Right. And then I post this and oh no Roz sees it I'm like I gotta send them cookies what do you you mean you have to send me cookies I sent cookies to your house oh for god's sake What a weirdo. Yeah. I looked at one Instagram story. <laughs> and his whole life is now in shambles. His whole life is in shambles. Because I clicked on one Instagram story. Wow. His whole life is in shambles. By the way, I threw the cookies in the garbage. Can, no, can I tell you? Can I They're tell, so good. Can I, can I tell you why I because, threw the cookies in the garbage? No. But yeah, okay. Huh? Um, I threw the cookies in the garbage um, because I didn't get them last night. Didn't know they were coming. I woke up this morning and there was a bag in front of my door that I don't know how long had been sitting there for. (laughs) Do you know how expensive those are? I'm not going to eat like overnight cookies that have been outside. Oh my God. So I deleted a meme and lost. Why did you send me cookies? Because I was, oh no, Ross saw a meme and thinks I'm going to quit. I have to send him cookies. Why not just call me and say, hey man, I put that meme up. This is exactly what it meant. Why are you so weird? I don't know because I think highly of you. 
but that's not highly of me. If you thought highly of me, you would think that you could have a conversation with me. I'm too scared to. I'm too scared to. (laughs) (laughs) Not heart pelvis again. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello, Roz and Mocha. Who's this? Hey, it's Mike. How you doing? Good, buddy. What's going on? Do you remember me? Oh, man. Come on, dude. Come on. Think about it. I know you guys are really busy. It's Mike. Oh, Mike! Remember me from like a year ago? Bro, you called ago? us like last year, right? Or like maybe yeah, man. a year and a half or close to two years ago. Yeah, yes, yeah. I remember I, I re- you, Mike. What's going on? Not much, man. What's up? Do you remember it all, Mocha? You don't remember. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, you, you remember, remember everybody. Mocha remembers everybody. Yo, Mike called us like two years ago. Oh, okay. Uh, what's going on, man? Not much, man. How's COVID treating you? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, we haven't got it, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I, feel like, okay, I mean, I think that we're all just sort of doing our best, right? We're, 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 all, in the, we're all in this together. We are, man. Um, wow, I haven't heard that since, like, 2019. Um, yeah. Pretty how, much the last time we talked about it. Yeah, how, how's COVID been treating you? I was sick for six months. You were? You got COVID? Yeah. No. And Six months? We've heard from like so many different people who got COVID uh, what their <laughs> symptoms were. And a lot of the symptoms are completely different. What were you feeling when you got it? I was just, oh, I felt like I was dead. Did you have to go to the hospital or like were you in the hospital? Yeah, I was in the hospital for about Six four months? and a half months. Four I was there for four and a half months. Oh my God, dude. Uh, I, lost, I lost 45 pounds. How did you catch it? Do you know? Uh, I don't want to disclose that. Okay, no problem. <laughs> Secrets. Damn. Um, yeah, I thought I had, co- I was pretty sure I had COVID uh, at the very beginning of COVID. But I'll tell you, my, uh, my only side effect, and I don't know whether it's from the vaccine or whatever the hell's going on, but I am now an uncontrollable sweater. Really? I, even like I helped Catherine last night take something in from the car. It wasn't even hot out yesterday. Uh, she parked on the in the driveway and I went out to her car and grabbed her backpack and brought the backpack, slung it over my shoulder. It was a little heavy, mm-hmm. had a bunch of gear in it, um, slung it over my shoulder. I walked up four stairs to get into the house and I walked the backpack into her office. And then I came back out to give her a hug because I hadn't seen her all day. And she hugged me and was like, oh, God. Like from the point of where I walked with a little tiny bit of weight on me from outside into the house, I was sweating uncontrollably. Really? Yeah. And oh, then, my God. And then I woke up this morning, same thing, sweating uncontrollably. Like if you put your hand on the on my side of the bed, you would think that somebody with malaria had sw- slept there all night. Really? Like I am sweating so much. And you much. think it was since uh, I've the only, dose? I've only had this since since I got the va- I got the vaccine. Wow. I wear when I was I did I started back at ET Canada right mm-hmm. doing the TV show um, last last week yeah I went through two shirts in an air conditioned studio oh my God. because I sweat through the first one really? and I don't mean sweat like a little bit through the first one I mean like you could see my nipples through the shirt I was sweating so much through it's like it. you took a shower in that shirt exactly wow. yeah yeah I am like sweating uncontrollably I don't um, know if anybody else had that but that's my deal. Any side effects there, Mike? No, I'm okay. You guys want to know one thing before you guys go? Yeah. I just I just got a ticket for being on the phone. <laughs> when? Just now? Yeah, the, the cops behind me gave me a ticket. What, because you're talking to us? Yeah. I'm, I'm pulled to the side of the road on the phone, and he's like, who are you talking to? I was like, I'm on the phone with Roger Mocha. He's like, well, you can't be talking and texting while you're driving. I said, the car's name me turn on. I'm on the phone, officer. Put, put him, can you ask, can, yeah, can I, we put him on the phone? Can we put him on the phone? Can you ask if you can talk to Roger Mocha? One sec. Just ask me. Really, man? I just want a contest. Oh, no, no, no. Don't, say, don't lie, man. Just uh, just <laughs> lie, man. No, just say you're talking to Razamoka. Can you talk to Razamoka for a second? You got a man talk to my, uh, on the person on the phone, please? No, say Razamoka. 
Don't say it's a person. on the phone. You don't know who they are. He, he, he doesn't know oh, who yes, they are. Yes, he does. He's lying. Oh. Uh, uh, put us on speaker. Put, put us, us on speaker. speaker. Put us on speaker. He, 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 he got like a camera in front of me recording me now. That's fine. That's fine. Just put him. Put us on speakerphone right now. I, I, don't, I don't think I'm allowed to. Put it, what do you mean? It's your phone. <laughs> you have rights. Yeah. What do you mean? You're not, you're not allowed to text and drive either. You're yeah. doing that. Yeah. Put us on speaker. Okay. I, th- I, think, I think he's letting me go. Hold on. He's, I think he's letting me go. Okay. Yeah, why are you us, lying, us, Mike? No, I swear I got it. Okay. One sec. Yeah. Officer. Officer. Uh, Officer. God, stay in the car, man. Yeah, don't get out Hand, of the hands car. Hands on the wheel. Oh, my God. Hands at 10 to 2. <laughs> don't worry, man. Don't worry. Okay. No, uh, officer. You, Mike. Officer. Uh, he, he, he's ignoring you guys. He, he's uh, just sitting there shaking his head. Officer, it's Razamoka. He's not going to talk to you guys. He's just shaking his head at me. Officer, if you can find it in your heart to let Mike go, he <laughs> promises he won't do it again. He's a dumbass for it. I gotta. I guess I gotta go. And apologize. And you're never gonna text and drive again. This <laughs> is my fourth time doing it. Tell him he looks. Your fourth time. Yo, tell officer, me, throw, it, throw his ass in jail. Tell, tell him he looks handsome in his uniform. No, I don't want to touch trouble. Tell, tell him he looks handsome in his uniform. <laughs> no, no, I'm too scared, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, your fourth time, bro. I hope, bro. Yeah. Officer, if you can still hear us, give him whatever the max penalty is right now. Yeah, points. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. All, All right. right, talk to you in okay. two years when you yeah. get out. <laughs> <laughs> Tell oh, he just oh. hung up. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Maury, I can smell that from here. In the other room, farting like that. What'd you eat today? Here, bring everything out. Bring everything out that you ate today, or that you've been eating today. You make the most disgusting noises in that other room. I have headphones on right now, like listening I'm to sorry, stuff. I'm sorry, I, I heard... didn't know it would make a sound. No, 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 you don't, no, no, no. Let me, let me just explain this. I have headphones on right now that I'm listening to stuff, okay? <laughs> you are in a soundproof room, and I heard you from in here while working. Yeah, ripping a huge part. <laughs> yeah. And the noise, and this is like on top of the other yeah. noises that you make. You grunt yeah. in there. <laughs> You cough like mad yeah. in there. Like, I'm sure you got COVID, bro. Like, you burp like crazy. Like, what? the noises are, like... It's, okay. it's so truth early Truth to right God, now. I didn't think it would make a sound. True, truth to God. Uh, truth <laughs> to God, what are you eating right now? Like, what have you eaten today? It's still super early. What is that? Just say it. What is it? Read that. Egg salad sandwich. Oh, oh here we so go. <laughs> okay, let's let's guess which one of these things gave more of that fart just now. Okay, <laughs> yeah. egg salad sandwich. Yeah. On Aero. top of the egg salad sandwich is an arrow bar. Uh huh. And a special K berries crisps. And what's uh-huh. next on the list? Doritos and Mars bar. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. I swear. Okay. I swear. Like. Bro, we do a four-hour show, yeah. and this have, is everything that you consume. I have this condition where I have to eat to focus. What's the condition? No, but I have to eat to focus. No, What's no, you don't. Condition? No, I have, don't to, have I have to be chewing to in order to pay attention. What does that mean? Like, if I'm not snacking on something, then I feel that my mind wanders, so I constantly eat to pay attention. Like, get some peas or something in there, man. Like, <laughs> you can't. You some can't, almonds. You, or... Yeah, you can't come in in the morning, okay? When you work with other people and stack an egg sandwich, <laughs> an arrow bar, a granola bar, a Mars bar, and a bag of Doritos. Oh, and ginger ale. And ginger ale. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't stack that at work yeah. in your body. Yeah, also, that's a mixed smell. Yeah, all of that. <laughs> I knew, and you know what's interesting is I knew I smelled ginger, right? Like, I, 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 like a hint of ginger? Yeah, there was a hint. 
There's a hint of ginger. It all makes sense now. Oh, God, dude. You fix your body or something, man. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I was pleasantly surprised this morning when I read this Jeff Daniels story and the reaction to it because every now and then I see somebody say something where I sort of wince and look away because I don't want to look at the comments that are going to come in where somebody winds up getting goofed on mercilessly. Mm. Okay. And I was pleasantly surprised. Why? Because so, you don't want to see that person. Yeah, I, I like Jeff. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just like, you should just keep some like really you know sweet stuff to yourself because I don't want you to get goofed on. Okay. So this was the headline from the Hollywood Reporter, which is Jeff Daniels and his wife have been together since 1979, mm. and she still packs his lunch for him every single day. No, she doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And really? The, yeah. And the reaction to this story was 100 percent positive. Like it, it was, there, there was not one person that goofed on him for it. So this is where it so all started. So even yeah. like while he was filming Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Every day. Listen, so he was on uh, with, uh, uh, not Regis. Who's the, who does that show now? Ryan Seacrest. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> he was he, on. <laughs> he talked to Regis back in the 80s. <laughs> he was on though. He was on though with Ryan and Kelly. And listen to Jeff ta- ta- tell the story. Can I tell you something that Dolores, your producer, just told me? Yeah. That... After 42 years of marriage yeah. to your beloved wife, she still packs your lunch for you every day. She, she, she packed my lunch today in my little Detroit Tiger lunchbox. That's so sweet. Because I'm going to rehearsal later and, and yeah. She well, what would she pack? A, a nice healthy salad. Okay. A plum, an orange, and a little, you know, water drink. And, that's really And do you nice. ever augment that by ordering a, a bigger meal? Yeah. No. <laughs> it seems like no. that's not enough. You stay no. right on the plan. No, that's yeah, a, let's go out and get some ribs. Yeah, I mean, it seems like, <laughs> really it seems like those are side And then come back yeah. to the rehearsal and it's like... <laughs> Yeah, Hold man. on a second. So. Yeah, man. And, and his Detroit Tigers lunchbox. Like, he has a lunchbox. And you can actually see, there's pictures of Jeff Daniels that you can find where he uh, is, like, walking in and out of places with his Detroit Tigers lunchbox. Yeah, like, what's in there? Yeah, his lunch that his wife packs him every day and has since 1979. You know what's crazy is that <laughs> somebody like Jeff Daniels, right? Yeah. When he's on, uh, what was the, the, the latest, the big drama he was on recently on, um, I think oh. it was on HBO. Um... Oh, God, what's it called? The Newsroom? Is that what it was? Newsroom, right? Yeah, he was on that. Yeah, yeah. He did something since then, too. But yes, but he like, was on, on that. But like on all these yeah. big, big productions, right? Yeah. yeah. These stars and crew who are all working there, they get lunch available. Yes. Right? There's food there. There's catering services there yeah. for them. In between takes, they may have a little snack that you break for lunch. You have a big lunch. Sure. Maybe it's a late night. You break for dinner. You have a big dinner, right? Yeah. yeah. So Jeff Daniels has all of this yeah. available to him. Yep. And he still eats the lunch that his wife packs. Yeah. And which ta- I think is really, really nice. No, it is. It's it's super, it's super sweet. And I was just worried that in 2021 there was gonna be a thing of like make your own damn lunch, all this what kind of bit you know what I mean? Like sure. man child, all this stuff, right? With the lunchbox and the whole deal. But it was universally uh people it hit you right in the heart. And I think every, because people every love Jeff Daniels person. so much. Yeah, but also the gesture, like that it, it just to there's 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 a commitment to people right like there's a commitment that you can make to the person that you choose to spend the rest of your life with and then there's a commitment to that person 
right? And and that is just such an incredible commitment where it really takes, I'm sure Kathleen, his wife, you know, very little effort to make him his lunch every day. A salad, but it's water, just, a plum yeah, and an orange. Yeah, exactly. A water drink, as he <laughs> called it. Um, you know, but it's just it's just that kind of commitment to another person that I think, you know, just really that, that when they, I know a lot of times the, the, the term couples goals is overused and misused and everything else. But that's exactly what that was for people, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Daniels. We love you, man. Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Yo, Avi, what's up? It's Roz and Mocha. Hey, what's going on, guys? So you got a lot on your mind, huh? Yeah, yeah. So uh, my wife and I, we've actually been arguing about what strategy to take when uh, same for our own place. See where it says, Roz and Mocha Fix My Life. The dilemma. She says to take our time and find our dream place uh, where we can be comfortable for a while, while mm. I feel like we should find something a little cheaper so we can just get into the housing market and then spend the other five years um, saving up towards the dream house and start building equity. Backstory, we already live in a crappy place, so it feels <laughs> like we paid our dues already and should hold out for our dream place. I think that when it comes to this sort of uh, domestic dispute that we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I have my opinions, but again, they're just that. Uh, I think that we, in order to do this, you need to have somebody who's going to be able to, to, to you know, definitively declare Claire, a winner. Um, so, Mocha, you, you want to dial that number I gave you? Mm-hmm. Hang on a sec, Avi. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, we're not calling your wife either. No. <laughs> but we might, though. Good morning. Scott McGilvery. Yes, sir. Hey! <laughs> Scott McGilvery, how are you, brother? Scott McGilvery. You are one of the greatest minds when it comes to real estate investing, um, income property on HGTV, Scott's Vacation House Rules on HGTV. Uh, we have Avi on the phone here. And let me just, uh, we, we need your opinion on this because we need to know if there's a definitive winner or not. Um, Avi and his wife are going back and forth and they're sort of at like a standstill with each other. The problem is whether or not to buy a place right now or wait to save up for the dream home. So Abby's wife says that she wants to take her time to find that dream place where they can be comfortable for a while. Abby says they should get in now, find something a little cheaper and uh, build up that equity, get into the market and then start saving towards the dream home down the road. What, uh, what do you say? Oh, well, this is an easy one. And I hate to say it, but Abby's dead on. You got to buy it now got to buy it now and then level up later. Buy it now and level up later. Absolutely. Or it's just going to be harder later to get that dream home. The dream home is going to keep going up. And then you could have bought something. They went up as well. Built some equity. You know, it's... uh, there's no elevator to the top. You got to take the stairs. So one step at a time. Oh, 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 oh. oh there Good you line. go. Good line. I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you need to put that one on a t-shirt, bro. <laughs> uh, Abby, I would recommend not saying that part to your wife. <laughs> I was writing that down uh, for her. Don't write that. <laughs> don't, don't, don't write that part down. Uh, Scott McGilver, you are the best. Thank you so much, my man. Good to hear you guys. Right you on. too, take brother. It take care. Much love. Uh, so there you go, Avi. You just heard from the pro. Oh, that's amazing. It's not often that I win any arguments with my wife. So, <laughs> week, so. so so now this is the part that we can help you with, okay? Which is how do yeah. you have this conversation with your wife? Yeah, so uh, my plan here is uh, just to kind of show her uh, this show, have her uh, read this, uh, or at least listen to our conversation and 
Let's just see what happens after that. Right. I, I, I think that a lot of this too is probably, it's a big step, right? And I think a lot mm. of this may be, there may be fear involved. And um, when it comes to these sorts of decisions, going going into it where you already have a difference of opinion is never a good thing. I think that what you need to do is just reinforce with your wife that you guys are in this together, that you have to go in at this as a, as a team. Otherwise, resentment's mm-hmm. going to set in. Somebody's going to say, I told you we shouldn't have done this, everything else. Before you do anything, you guys have to just make sure as a couple that you are 100% committed to the plan. Oh, I have another uh, follow-up question, Avi. Can you guys afford this yeah. right now? Um, so we're in the process of like, um, you know, saving up, right? So it's yeah. not something that we'll blindly j- jump in. But I mean, as you guys are aware, realistic market is constantly like increasing. So it's just when you feel like you took two steps forward, then you're taking one step back because the prices just keep going up, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. but you are planning for it right now. At least that's correct. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we've okay, been good, good. For the last six months, and um, I mean, within another six months, we can start having a conversation about that said like less desirable property. Yeah. But if we like say wait another eight more months, then we can obviously save more. But God knows where the prices of real estate will be at that point, right? Yeah, they're not going down. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. You guys got to uh, you got to save that money and build that team, and you got to go into it together. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, All right, Abby. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Right Take on. care, brother. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. What did you have for dinner last night? What did we have for dinner last night? I think we had... We did an order-in night because oh. everybody was just Oh, so... chicken breast and salad and broccoli. Ooh, how'd you do the chicken breast? Uh, just on the barbecue. Yeah. Just grilled it. Yeah. Yeah. Salt, pepper, and... Fine, um, fine. What do you call it? Uh, garlic. Garlic. Yeah. Oh, well, what kind of garlic you use? Just regular, but like you smash it, like you clove it, oh, or, yeah, 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 yeah. or you like from a, from, no, a, from, a, from a jar. Well, no, no, you can no, get no, a no. jar. You can put it in a press. We you keep, can do. We do uh, press. Yeah. If I'm in a rush, yeah, I yeah, use yeah. The, sure, the one at sure, the jar. Sure. I yeah, love yeah. doing that press thing. I feel like I'm so strong. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you this garlic question. Yeah. Did you guys see that thing? I think it was like last year on TikTok. It was like a garlic hack. Okay. Where you take a full bulb of garlic, right? Yeah, yeah. And if you want to get one clove, rather than taking the clove, separating it from the bulb, and then peeling it, and then trying to get the other skin off of it, uh-huh. you, while it's still attached to the bulb, yeah. with the wrapping on it, yeah. you take a fork or a knife, and yeah. you stick it in the middle of that bulb, yeah. and then you twist the, the fork of the knife towards you, and the bulb is supposed to pop right out of everything. Yeah, it does. Bro, I've tried. I tried it once, and yeah. it worked. Ever since that one time, it has never worked. Really? I ended up destroying. I just use my thumb. No, no, no. But to get it out, so you don't have to actually peel it or anything. Oh, have you seen that on TikTok? Oh no, it was like last. But year. how hard is it to peel garlic? You don't peel garlic. The, the, the trick I learned is you put it down and you press it with your hand down on the board, and it flattens it, and then it's easier to peel. You just it. use a knife. Get, yeah, you smash you, it with a knife. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I like. I'm garlic. always down for like quick hacks. I love barbecuing garlic and then eating it. Yeah. See, problem is Catherine doesn't eat garlic. Oh really? Can't, can't use garlic when I'm cooking for her. Oh no. Can't do it. I love I can't garlic use, so much. I can't use garlic or tomatoes. Did you with tell Catherine. her it keeps vampires away? Yeah, she knows. Uh-huh. She knows, and she's wondering why it hasn't worked on me. We just do You go through the weekend, and then there's always some sort of leftover or dinner plan for totally. Monday, and then Tuesday, I'm always. 
So last night was one of those nights where we ordered three different meals from three different places. Wow. One Uber and, and two DoorDash. Serious? <laughs> yeah. So what was on the menu? What, so let's start with uh, Roxy, what did the girls have? What did uh, Roxy? Roxy, Catherine had fish tacos, but the problem, okay, so I order um, three mini tacos and a set of wings, Yeah. right? That's all I want. Tacos and wings. Just for you. Just this for just me. For okay, yeah, okay, it's okay. not a huge order, right? I'm fine with that. Uh, Rox orders a um, pesto chicken pasta Perfect. with garlic bread, I think. Mm. Catherine orders fish tacos. Mm. Okay, but when Catherine orders, she's so concerned about my eating, right? Like your eating, my eating. She's always like, "You don't eat enough. Eat something, right?" And I'm always like, "I'm eating. Like I got dinner on the way, or I'm going to make something. I just like to eat late, and I like to eat once. Like that's fine, right?" Mm. But when so when Catherine orders, she orders like always orders like extra, and then I have my food on the way, like it's coming, like my. Door dasher isn't my dasher's not at the house yet. He's dashing, right? And then so Catherine's food comes, and then she has two fish tacos, and then she takes the box and then slides it over to me and goes, "Here, I got, I I got you one." And I'm like, "Yeah, but I got my own coming." And she goes like, I get the sense of like, she's like, why do I even bother? I'm like, but I just ordered my dinner, right? <laughs> and she knows that you and ordered. She knows that I ordered it's not like dinner. you did it in secret. But why it's complain? Like, you have more food now. I, but I don't want more food, right? <laughs> I like more. I don't want more food. Like, you don't I, eat enough. I'm not the dad that eats everybody's food after they don't finish. Bruh. Right. I'm not that Are now. you that dad? I'm that dad <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. 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 See, when our four year old doesn't finish his food, I'm like, well, I'm not going to let this go to waste. You know how hard I got to work? He's probably secretly hoping to eat it. Did your old man eat the rest of your food when you no, didn't finish it? No, I had to sit at the table until no. I finished mine. Really, huh? Oh, like, that, yeah. Look, sometimes I will. Sometimes container. I will. But I'm not eating everybody's <laughs> okay. food, man. Let me tell you something. You got your boy's leftovers in, that, in your lunch container in, today? In one of my containers of food, right? Yeah. So we sent Cruz to school yesterday with a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And when we emptied his lunchbox, there was still, like, unwrapped, but still, like, here in three different pieces, his granola bar. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Right? And, just, and I was like, that granola so bar. You saved is, it for today? Yeah. 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 Why wouldn't you eat it then right away? No. I had just eaten lunch. Yeah. 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 He just ate, he just ate his wife's lunch. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, Rain, how are you? It's Roz and Mocha. I'm good. How are you? Good. good. Uh, welcome to Roz and Mocha's Hell of a Story. This is one of. Uh, love and heartbreak and possible betrayal. Oh, I'm ready. Uh, so how old are you, Rain? I'm 27. And single, right? I'm currently in a relationship. But at the, nice. at the time you were single and were you doing like when you were single, doing all the things I imagine that people were doing to look to find somebody like Tinder and all that stuff? Absolutely. All, all of the apps. Uh, what kind of the quality of guy that you were getting messaging you? What was that like? Yeah, you know, it was a little crazy. Um, I lived in Seattle at the time, so lots of kind of transient tech people. Um, I had lots of kind of crazy experiences, and I was kind of just about to give up and focus on school and work at the time. And just before you gave up, you met somebody, right? I did, yeah. I started talking to this guy that I matched with on Tinder, and it was going really well. He was really nice and responsible for the first time ever. And so what was he like? He was a marathon runner. Um, He, I believe, was training for a super marathon. I'm like, okay, that's really nice. That shows dedication. Super marathon? Um, (laughs) That's next level, girl. (laughs) Uh, He was also a writer. And what were the kind of things that you guys like connected on? You just said like you're not a marathon runner. He is, but you're like totally into supporting that. Yeah, well, he was an elementary school teacher and I love kids. And I thought that was really admirable. 
He was just like really nice and well-spoken and seemed really responsible. Take us through now the story of you and the school teacher. I imagine you went out on a date. Uh, So talk us through that. Let us know how it went. So we had met right before Christmas and we decided after talking for about a week, kind of nonstop to go on a date at a bar and restaurant that had like a nice vegan buffet right by my house. That was Mm. also a good sign that he was willing to go there with me (laughs) because a lot of people would make fun of it. Um, And we got there and we just totally hit it off. You know, the conversation was really natural. There were no awkward pauses. He wasn't saying anything weird. There was one thing that I guess could have been a potential red flag, but because everything else was so perfect, I was like willing to accept this. And that was the fact that he has a five month old son. So was he divorced? He was not divorced. He actually had in his Tinder bio that he was a widower. Oh, oh, wow. He didn't bring this up at all on our first date. Okay, so he didn't bring it up and it's a little awkward for you to ask, right? Yeah, but I actually did ask eventually just because it was going so well. And I was like, you are mature and responsible and we're having such a nice conversation. I really want to continue to see you. And so I did end up just asking him about his son. Yeah. And he was like glowing, talking about his son. He's five months old, um, the the light of his life. And he said that that night in particular, uh, the mother of one of his students was watching his son. Oh, that's nice. And I'm like, that's so... That's so nice, right? Okay, so after date one, what happened? So he was going to Texas for Christmas to see his family. And I started to, you know, look at his Instagram account, started to poke around, and we were talking the entire time he was away, but I wasn't going to see him for about a week. So we had made plans to hang out when he got back, but then I started poking around and I was like, I need to know more about about this baby and baby mama situation. I'm just so curious about, about it. You, needed, you felt you needed, you needed to know more about his, his dead ex? <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just a creepy internet person, right? Like okay. I'm really good at finding people online. I'm like, I just need to stalk. I need to know more. So what happened? So I go around and I'm looking at his Instagram. It's all very nice, like writing stuff. Um, he was really active in his church too. So like church posts. And I find her Instagram and I confirm that it's her because it has the name of their son in her bio. Her, who's her um, Instagram? Like, oh, is- the, the dead wife? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And it had, like, you know, not very many posts. And I'm like, oh, that's so sad. It was a private account, so I couldn't yeah. really see anything. The next day, I was, at, I was at work, and my best friend sits right next to me. And so I was showing her his pictures, and I was like, okay, but there's this one thing. He's a widower. And she was like, oh, my God, here we go. And I was like, I promise it's not, it's not anything crazy. And so she wanted to see the Instagram accounts of both him and his deceased wife. And so I pulled them up again. And got kind of a shock because I see that the nice round number on her Instagram, I believe she had like 60 posts, was now 61. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. Um, But at that point, I kind of, I like, I wrote it off because I was like, okay, you know, people sometimes maintain accounts. And then I'm like, something is nagging at me. And so I have to, I have to do some more digging. And so then I turned to Facebook. Yeah. And <laughs> Girl. <laughs> you internet detective. I love it. Oh my God. I'm so into the story. Okay. So what happened? What happened? You go to Facebook and what? You know, for someone in their mid twenties, you would expect that there would be some kind of obituary post or some kind of memorial post on Facebook. Sure. Yeah. There was not a single post saying like, we miss you. Anything like that. Nothing. So I'm like, there's just something super weird is going on. There's no way that there's not a single post. Okay. Oh my god, I, okay. I have I have an assumption. <laughs> okay. I think I know what's going on. Okay, rain, and then 
uh, I find her active LinkedIn profile. But the thing that was not real, Rain, was what? Uh, the fact that she was dead. Girl! She was very much alive. And so I just decided to confront him. Uh, and I sent him a very simple message that asked why he lied about this. Uh, and I believe I sent him like a screenshot as proof of something like her LinkedIn that was very recently updated or something like that. Yeah. He responded and told me that I was lying. And if I had been, you know, mature and had just responded and asked him to explain what was going on, I would understand. But I was lying and she's not dead. So when you guys went out on a date lot that night, who was looking after the kid? I have no idea. Ah, uh, his alive wife. His alive wife. Probably his alive wife. <laughs> Girl. So then it, what, it ended right then and there, right? Yeah, well, kind of. I decided to send her a message. Oh, I her, God. <laughs> I told her that I went on a date with him on this date. I'm so sorry to tell you this, but he told me that you were dead. Oh. I'm not really sure what to do with that. And I said that his Tinder profile said that he was a widower. And I did have screenshots of that. So I shared those with her. And I said, um, I blocked him as soon as I found out. I confronted him. I'm so sorry. I'll tell you anything you need to know. And she never responded, ever. Really? <laughs> did, 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 did the message say seen, though? No, I don't think it ever did. I don't think she ever saw it. This was right when Instagram introduced that other messages folder. Oh, the so. message request folder. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so that's the story. That is a hell of a story, by the way. Wow. Uh, you meet the perfect guy. <laughs> he goes to church. He's a school teacher. He's a widower. Uh, you go on one date, you start thinking there's a future, uh, and then you find his not-dead wife very much active on all social media platforms. Yep. And then you're the liar. <laughs> I am the liar. Right. Yeah, okay. I, I just want to make sure I got that. Voice. That's why we call it Razamoka's <laughs> Hell of a Story, because that was, in fact, a hell of a story. Uh, Rain, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. You take care, girl. You too, thanks. Wow. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hello, Roz and Mocha. Who's this? Hi, Roz. Hi, Mocha. It's Kathy. What's up, girl? Um, I don't know if you remember. A couple months ago, you guys had called to wish me a happy anniversary, um, and my boyfriend Nathan had called because uh, I was super nervous when I had my exams coming up, uh, and you guys were talking about how we were um, not yet engaged. And we were together for 12 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. You guys remember? <laughs> sort of. Do we make fun of him or do we call him like a, a jackass Yeah, or you kind of called him out. You were like, oh, yeah. what's the holdup? What's taking so long? What's going on? Oh. But I wanted to call. I, I wanted to guys let you know that I did pass all my exams. Oh, good oh, for you. What amazing. were they? What, what exams were they? It was for interior design. Gotcha. So now I'm a certified interior designer. Well, there you go. Um, and this past weekend, uh, we're now engaged. There you Yay! go. <laughs> How did he do it? Um, he was really meticulous, I guess, in just how to plan. Um, I had thought we were going to Niagara for a wine tasting with a group of friends. And when we got there, I noticed it was actually a private waterfront wine tasting. Um, and he took me there. And then before I knew it, he was already on one knee and like Aww. asking me to Aww. marry him. That's it was real really sweet. beautiful. It was such great weather and it turned out to be a magical day. Honestly, awesome. I'm so happy that that happened. But honestly, when you <laughs> called up Kathy and you were like, yeah, I passed my exams. Also, Ethan and I broke up. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> what I thought you were going to say, too. <laughs> I thought you were, this is going to be like a breakup um, story. Yeah, I'm oh, like, I don't want to do a breakup story today. Everybody's just trying to be in no, the no. best mood. Well, <laughs> funny, 
funny enough, it, my anniversary was March 31st. Mm-hmm. And then he ended up telling me on April 1st, he had already an appointment with the jeweler to custom design my ring. Wow. So we'll talk so about talk, let's was talk. probably in the works when we were talking. Oh, so let's talk ring here. Um, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it is absolutely stunning. Like sort of like, so are you, are you more like a, you sort of like a classic look? Are you, what, what kind what's your style? Yeah. Uh, it's an oval design and it's got this seamless kind of halo to it. It's, mm. Uh, but what he did, he custom designed the actual gallery in the in the in the ring to have our initials engraved. Oh, in it. that's real sweet. So it's got a K on one side and an N on the other. Beautiful, beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you. I wanted to tell you guys to give you an update because I it. know it's been a long time. But or was um, it Ethan's uh, idea? Happy. So that he. He was like, yo, you better call them and tell them so they still don't think that I'm a Yeah, he was like, uh, I'm you, an you idiot. better call them so you don't make me look as bad as yeah. <laughs> People are so awesome. <laughs> well, congratulations to you and, uh, and Ethan and Kathy. Thank you so much for Thank listening. You. Are you going to ask me the question? Oh, okay. Well, since you're on the phone with us, uh, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Uh, it's got to be Roz. Oh, thank you. I'll take that win. You're welcome. Yeah. It, it, it feels a little better, too, knowing you just got engaged. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't feel as dirty. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> Thanks, Kathy. No problem. Thanks, guys. Bras and mochas fix my life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Bras and mocha got you. Chloe, what's going on? It's Roz and Mocha. Hello, how are you? Doing good. What is your FML? Uh, so I just started the school year, and I was just figuring out how to establish boundaries between the administration as well as the parents and just to manage the expectations for this year. It's not a normal year still. So you're a teacher, not a student. Yes, I'm a teacher. Okay, so you wrote us this. Ranzamoka Fix My Life. Uh, you are doing online schooling in a portable that wasn't clean since March 2020. Yikes. And uh, you had to hunt down a computer without a webcam, microphone, or speakers. You eventually got a Chromebook, which you say are notorious for crashing. Sorry, Chromebook. And uh, my timetable changed last night, and I got a new student how do i deal with setting boundaries with the school and parents and uh advocate for myself as someone who does not like confrontation so what's going on what's the problem yeah why uh why has the school not cleaned the portable is not like part of preparation of going back to school that's what i thought and last year when we were teaching online we we're able to teach from home so i didn't mind using some of my own technology for it. But now they're asking us to go into school. So we're expecting them to provide us with the materials. Um, So it kind of feels like we're shoved to the outside. And even the garbage bin was not emptied since March. So there were things in the garbage bin from a year and a half ago. So have you had conversations with like other teachers? They're obviously experiencing the exact same thing, right? Yeah. uh, The other teachers also, some of them did not have tech. And I have colleagues in other schools who um, didn't even have a class list the night before their first day of school. Yeah, I don't know. Are you union or not? Yeah, we're part of the um, so elementary are. teachers union. Yes. To me, all of this stuff seems like union questions to me mm-hmm. like the, I, I don't know like I don't know the procedures when you're part of a teacher's union I don't know whether you have something like a grievance whether the the this the, the classroom that you have to teach in wasn't cleaned uh, and you don't have the proper tech to actually do your job I don't know who you take that up with like I don't know your sort of path to success in all of your 
um, the, the, the problems that you're having because I don't know, like, I don't know what the proper procedures are. Do you start by going to the principal? Would it be the principal you go to? First? Yeah, I did speak to the principal and they finally changed the garbage bin um, and they did say, oh, the workloads for the portables are different because there's no students in there, which I understand. But I felt like at least the minimum, like the desk driven clean and the garbage driven taken out. But other issues like they expect the teachers, if the tech is not available, to bring in their own device. So is that is so is that across the board for everyone? Yeah. So if, if the principals can't find the tech for you at that time because they're still scrambling to find it then um, they're just like, oh, you can bring in your own laptop. And I've had colleagues that said last year, because they were teaching online from home, um, just having a computer on all day and all the work they had to do on it, it ended up killing their battery. Sure. I mean, God, I don't know. To be honest to be honest with you, like I'm stumped, and it's very rare that I get stumped during, um, during FML. Uh, but I, with, with questions like this, like if they tell you ahead of time, that if they can't get you the tech, you have to get you have to give your own tech, right? And at that time, if you don't say, well, I don't, I can't, or that's unreasonable, it's it's at that point that you have to bring that up. It's not after you've already been told that and you agreed to it, then you sort of say, well, this seems unfair to me. But you already knew that this could be a possibility, right? Do you know, Chloe, if any of your other colleagues have brought this up with the higher ups, like over the course of the summertime or in preparation the past couple of weeks uh, before back to school started? So the problem was they did not tell us if we would have tech, like, for the first day right. of school. Oh. So, right. so everyone's been, like, God. sitting in their seats, like, twiddling their thumbs, wondering yeah. what to do and you stressing teachers, out. Man. Yeah. Um, you guys are, you, you do so much. And I it's, it's still amazing to me that we're talking to a teacher uh, right now who you don't have a computer to work on in your classroom. Like, it's just, it's absurd to me. And Or the hear, fact that you got to work in a dirty classroom. Yeah, God. Right? I, no, yeah, but you just, where you just don't have the things that you you need to do your job. You know, it's like, it's like when you talk to these kindergarten teachers and we talk to so many of them where, you know, they have to buy so many school supplies for their classroom out of their own budget. Like even the carpet that the kids sit on. Yeah. Out of their, out of their own money. And it's, it's sad. Like it's a terrible, terrible state right now and it's everything that needs to be fixed like the, even you telling us this story now it just goes to show you that everything just needs to everything just needs to be fixed now as far as building boundaries with parents and asserting yourself and all that stuff we can probably help you with that but i don't know if that's your number one problem right now i think it's just especially frustrating because i know um, lots of teachers spent like maybe a couple thousand dollars on a home setup for teaching online last year and yeah. now they're being pushed to be in the school but they're not being provided with the proper tech. Okay. Well, I think that you guys need, whatever you do, you need to do together. Mm-hmm. Okay. You and the, you and the other teachers, you can't fight this individually. Um, I think that you guys need to do this as a collective um, who all, you know, are doing this because you love kids. And of course you're going to wind up doing it on your own because you don't want to fail children. That's the problem with these administrations that they have over teachers is that they know that you're going to do it anyway, because you don't want to fail children. Yeah. We actually have like a, a Facebook group and there's people saying, I don't have any tech for tomorrow. I'm bringing my my laptop. And yeah. I've been trying to comment, say, don't bring your own. Like the administration should be giving it to you. And yeah. I think some of them are still doing it because just pressure from the, the general yeah. 
like stereotypical teacher martyr kind of society. You yeah, know? I think that you guys, I think that you guys need to get off Facebook and get in that office together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's just like it's across every single school, so it's hard. I know, I yeah. know. But yeah. hopefully, it's maybe, gotta, maybe, it's got to start somewhere, though. Maybe, maybe then maybe this conversation helps. Um, maybe they hear it. Maybe other teachers hear it. Maybe somebody hears it who realizes, you know, that you guys have had, and this is the, the real, you know, sad state of the schools right now, and that is, you know they've had almost a year and a half to sort of get ready for this. Mm-hmm. This day, we all knew this day was coming when kids are going to be going back. And the fact that they things are still so poorly organized and you know, it's not about bickering. It's not about boundaries. It's not about budgets. It's about failing children. And it just seems to me that there's a lot of people whose priority right now is to not fail kids. And that's why you're in the situation you are. And I think that people need to be reminded about that. And I think that it's not going to take you. I think that it's going to take you and everybody else. Yeah. Uh, but there, you have a couple of options. Hope that helps, Chloe. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Uh, AJ McLean from Backstreet Boys. Also last dude. season of uh, Dancing with the Stars. Yep. Who is the absolute best. And he always makes time for us on the Roz and Mocha show. And he made time for us again. He's in a new show called The Bravest Night. Animated, right? Yeah. Yeah. A uh, new animated show on CBC Gem. And it is the first kids show to feature an openly gay lead character. AJ McLean, by the way, plays Lucy the Fairy. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the plot of this show reads like this. Sir Cedric shares a story of how he transformed from a pumpkin farmer into a full-fledged knight with his adopted 10-year-old daughter, Nia, who is training to become a brave knight. Uh, T.R. Knight from Grey's is on here as well in the show. RuPaul's in the show. Wanda Sykes is in the show. Bobby Moynihan, formerly of SNL, is in the show. Paul Sun Young Lee from Kim's Convenience and The Mandalorian is in this show. I like him. Uh, David Mori caught up with the one and only A.J. McLean. What drew you to this? Because I'll tell you... As a, a, a young gay guy, I never had the you know the, oh, oh, the gay character in, the in cartoons you. growing up. So this is super cool. Well, yeah. Well, first of all, when I got the call and they gave me the pitch, they were halfway through telling me the backstory of the actual you know Bravest Night story, and the minute they mentioned the LGBTQ, I was like, I'm in. I don't care what it is. I don't care if I have one line. Um, I'm in. So, you know, because I've been a huge advocate for the LGBTQ plus community for years now, and I will and I will stay a very strong advocate. And I'm so glad he's part of the show, too. Yeah. Um, He's one of those guys where you just always want to root for any project that he's tied himself to. Right. Yeah, he's a good dude, man. Um, and again, uh, AJ McLean is in this show. It's called The Bravest Night, and he plays Lucy the Fairy. Now, does Lucy the Fairy sound like AJ, or does he like, put on a voice? It just sounds straight up like AJ. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I think I have here. Oh, here. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you for your help. Here, let me get your pouches. We'd rather have an introduction. Of course. My name is Lucy, and the fairy you helped is named Lily. This is Grunt, and I'm Cedric. I'm an Ayan Knight. How nice for you. Lucy, isn't that a girl's name? Names belong to people, not genders. <sighs> this tea is making me sleepy. Whoa. How about you? Not me. I'm completely awake. <laughs> what? Oh, 
there's a lot of noises coming out of that. <laughs> uh, more with David Moore and AJ McLean. Now, AJ, you play uh, Lucy the fairy. We got to talk about your fairy voice. It wasn't very fairy. Well, so when I read the you know background of Lucy, Lucy to me was just kind of this old, grumpy, disgruntled, like, you know, queen who's just like, I'm just, you know, he's just kind of ornery and bitter, but he has a big heart. When I saw the, you know, drawings before I went in and did the actual VO, I was like, literally going through like 10 different voices. And that's what I want to find out. What were the other, I need to hear some of the other voices you were trying out for Lucy the fairy, because I, you know, as a voice artist myself, I want to see what you were up to. I mean, you know, like there was one that I, that, that I thought everybody was really feeling, which was down here, kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm really, really just that kind of like just low and like ominous. And then there was, you know, really high and really nice and you know, so there was quite a few. And then then I was like, Well, what if I just talk like myself? And they're like, Yeah, but you know, maybe try it try a, a couple variations. And the voice that we settled on obviously was the was the perfect one. Can you critique my Lucy the Fairy voice if I was auditioning for Lucy the Fairy? Here we go. Sure, absolutely. Because I was thinking fluttery, right? Like I was thinking like because you're small and you're fairy. So I was thinking more like, <laughs> come on in, boys and girls. Oh, Something like that. No, weird. I mean, that's that's a that's a perfect fairy if you you know it, just if you're thinking like in the Tinkerbell world. No. I was. But, no. but because of the character and because of his backstory, definitely needs to be a little more gruff, gruff but still uppity. That was AJ. Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh. AJ McLean's nice way of being like nice. Why does every time Maury does a voice, he always says, boys and girls? Yeah. Like anything. It can be anything. Anything. Any voice. Uh, that is AJ McLean. Uh, the new CBC Gem Show is called The Bravest Night, and he plays Lucy the Fairy. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. It was 15 years ago today, Roz, mm-hmm. that Fergie released her debut oh, solo God's album, sake. The Duchess. <laughs> was it really? Yeah. Oh, Ferg. Yo, Fergie Ferg. Ferg. I like Ferg. This album. Oh, man. She's the best. I did a thing. um, I don't know where we were. Maybe at uh, one of the Bay stores or something like that. But Ferg was... uh, she was dropping a new footwear line, uh-huh. and I did this like big thing on a stage with Ferg in front of like a couple hundred people talking about shoes. Did you really? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it was me Ferg kicking it, talking Is about footwear. Is she nice footwear. in real life? Yeah, I love. I we I get along. I love Fergie, and when she was still with Josh Demel, um, got along really great with uh, with Josh Demel too. And I thought that they were just a really cool couple. I was uh, a little bit bummed when it didn't work out between them, but um, I think they're both great. Love them. A uh, bunch of the songs on there were just absolute monsters. London Bridge, number one on Billboard. Big Girls Don't Cry, number one on Billboard. Fergalicious, number two on Billboard. Glamorous, number one on Billboard. 15 years since the release of Fergie's debut album, The Duchess. Oh, 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 oh,
But I ain't promiscuous And if it was suspicious All the is fictitious I blow kisses That puts them boys on rock rock And they be lining down the block Just to watch what I got So delicious um, She picked up a wow. Grammy nomination Back in 08 for Big Girls Don't Cry Best female pop vocal performance She did lose to Rehab by Amy Winehouse But man, this album took off And had Fergie just like at the top mm-hmm. for the time that this album was out. How much of that album holds up today, though? You know what I mean? I think a lot of it does. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Think, like I this think, song right here. Think, oh, my God. This I is my favorite song does. from the album. Huh? I think Big Girls, Big Girl does, definitely. Big Girls Don't Cry? Big Girls Don't Cry, yeah. This one was my <laughs> favorite from the album. But uh, today marks 15 years since wow. the release of Fergie's debut album, The Duchess. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hey, Natalie, it's Roz and Mocha. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. Uh, Welcome to Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What's going on in your world? So, basically, to put it in short, is my neighbor doesn't give a cluck, and he just lets his chickens roam free. Oh, my God. Excuse me, what? So you wrote us this, Roz and Mocha fixed my life. Let me explain country to you, Mocha. Okay, please. Uh, Natalie says, I live in the country. My neighbor has seven to ten chickens that he allows to roam free. They keep getting into my yard and garden and destroying my grass and plants, not to mention my dogs roll around in chicken poop. Oh, no. Uh, We have already spoke to our neighbor about his chickens, and he says he's building a coop, but still every day we're chasing chickens out of our yard. What should I do now? I'm leaning towards chicken soup. Oh, wow. Damn. Mm. Love me a good chicken soup. Uh, so has the chicken coop been built yet? We can hear him building it. Oh, okay. Um, but there's no chickens in the coop because they're in my yard. Okay. So uh, what are the bylaws? So I, I have called and they said that once it's on your property, it's your property. So that's hence where we're at the point of making chicken soup. So, oh. yeah, but are you, re- are you really going to start killing your neighbor's chickens? No, but my husband said he would. Yeah. I think your husband's lying. I don't think your husband. I think gonna... he is too. Why you don't want to come home to a massacre of chickens? So yeah. you've already talked to the neighbor, right? Yes. Was He's the neighbor... really nice and we get along and oh, it's okay. So give the guy some slack. Cut him some slack. Can you do that for until he finishes the chicken coop? Well, it's been a really long time. Like wow. what's long? What's long? What's long? Like two, three months. Okay. How, how much property does he have and how much property do you have? We both have like an acre. Okay, each. so that that's a that's a big lot, yeah. right? It, yeah. So the the chickens like just roam from his property line. They don't know chickens can't read, right. um, and then yeah. onto your property line. And obviously, there's like no fence between them. Not even like a like old so barn fence. There or anything is a like six that. foot fence, and they 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 jump it. Oh, they jump oh, it. Yeah, he's gro- okay. Yo, this yeah. guy's got like super chickens over there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's wow. the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah, chickens. Chickens jump. Um, geez, there's a part of me that, and I, there's a part of me that just says, "Hey, that's country." You know, um, okay. your your neighbor's gonna have chickens, and you know that's just the way life goes when you're when you're in the country because okay. because it, it, you you're only blaming the neighbor, right? Um, because right. he owns the chickens. So, like at my place, like when I go out to the cottage, right? I can sometimes walk into the backyard, and in my backyard, like I walk down the stairs to the deck, and if I turn left and I'm not really paying attention, there could be like 15 wild turkeys just standing on my driveway. 
from where? From like a farm nearby? No, they're just wild. Oh. Right? They just right. they just okay. wander and hang out. I have nobody to blame. Mm-hmm. If they were my neighbor's turkeys, I would probably be like, man, control your turkeys. Yeah. Right? But, right. but I have nowhere to blame. So you, you can't blame the chickens because that's just what they do. The only reason you right. can blame somebody is because they're neighbors. But when you're in the country, this is just part of country, right? This is okay. just part of life when you own an acre next to Ross, somebody else who has an acre. Why doesn't she build the coop and invoice him? Oh. No, you shouldn't no, have to do that. Gonna do that. Absolutely. But like you're I'm thinking, I'll make the chicken soup and I'll bring him over a batch of his you're raised gonna chicken. You're going to bring him over a bucket of soup with his dead chicken in it. It's a, it crossed my mind. Okay. You can try that. Let us know how that goes. Yeah, you cycle okay. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you just not like have another conversation about the damn chicken coop and just say, hey, man, well, you I- told us like three months ago that you were building this thing. It's been three months. But you can't. The chickens are still like kicking it in our yard. You, but I feel like at you, some point, even if you have that chicken coop, right? Even if the neighbor builds that chicken coop, at some point, those chickens are still going to end up in your yard. Yeah. Those chickens don't live in the chicken coop 24 hours a day. Right. Right? Like I think you're they, just gonna have yeah. to deal with this for a while. They, they just like, don't. Forever. Like the chickens, chickens wander. Right? I personally, for me, when I'm driving around and I see that my neighbors got new chickens, and you see them all over the road and they're hanging out in the ditch, they're just dumb. Right? Yeah. I love it. Like I love, I love when things wander into my yard. I think it's really, I think it's really great. Mm. Um, except for people. Except for people. Oh <laughs> yes. Now, if it was, if it was your neighbors, like twin sons. <laughs> Who are coming over to my yard. You know what I mean? I'd be making seven-year-old soup. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but to me, there's just something about it. Like you've 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 you decided to live in the country, and there's just certain things that come with country living. Um, okay. Now I don't. You don't want them destroying your garden, but that is sort of at that point. Like we have gardens, right? And uh, I had to spend two weekends this year building covers for the gardens, like chicken wire covers mm. on like like on hinges with chains and everything else two massive 14 foot like graded covers that go over the gardens because things get into the garden and then they eat everything in the garden. That's up to me. I can't go to like the chipmunk union and say, (laughs) your people are destroying my crops, right? Like it's, there's some point when you're living in the country where you have to take responsibility because country things happen to country people. Okay. So I need to kind of just maybe give it a month or go talk to him again. Yeah. Or, or fix your garden. Or fix my car. Okay. Yeah, you got to build. You know, you got to build up, build them walls. Build that wall, right? <laughs> All right. That I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll try that. I'll do that before chicken soup. Yeah, don't kill chickens, though. Okay. Like, don't. Okay. I, you know, it's because you're doing it not because you own them or you really you are raising chickens to eat them. You're killing chickens out of spite, mm-hmm. which that's never the right way to kill anything. No. Okay. Does that's that fair. help, Natalie? Yeah, that's 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 fair. Thank you. Yeah. I will try that route. All right, All right, girl. You take care. Okay. Good clock. All right. Thank you. <laughs> good, All right. Good clock. I heard that, by the way. <laughs> I heard that. Bras and mochas fix my life on Kiss. I saw this post on Reddit. Hit me. That um, a lot of interesting answers. <clears throat> and tell me if you'd like to add, if you disagree, or if you agree. Okay. The question is this: Who? is the most innocent celebrity. Innocent of what? Um, I guess in... Like sort of like that, that like when you, like innocence, yeah, right? Yeah, overall, you look at this person and you're like, that Innoc- person could do no wrong. A lot of people on this Reddit thread Can said, we guess? Can we guess some? Um, sure. I'll tell you if they're on here or not. I was going to say Ed Sheeran. 
Uh, he is not on this mm. list. I would highly dis- Ed, Ed Sheeran's done some stuff while hammered on pints. Like maybe Tom Hanks. Uh, Tom Hanks is on the list. He yeah. shows up a couple times. Um, a lot of people said, and I don't know if it's because all the news and like the trailers and stuff like that for the new Matrix mm-hmm. has been out now Keanu. for a week, but uh, Keanu Reeves came up. Yeah, His name came up. He's on there, definitely. A lot. Somebody said yeah, probably yeah, yeah. in the top 1% as he literally does nothing but just live and keep others happy. Yeah. Meryl Streep maybe? Uh, Meryl Streep was not here. She was not listed. Another person wrote... It's, it's, said, t- it's tough because when you start going through this stuff, right? Like when you start thinking of like the most innocent celebrity, you immediately, like your head immediately goes to people who are very well known, but realistically your head should go to the people that you don't hear a lot about. I was going to say mm. Meryl Streep, you don't see paparazzi photos of her out and stuff. Like you never see her. Yeah, but you don't even see Keanu Reeves at an awards show, man. Yeah, he doesn't go Like anywhere. he doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Right? Um, somebody said Dolly Parton. Yes. And their explanation is, regardless if you like or even know any Dolly songs, she's an incredible human being, especially for kids. Very and true. then they attach, like, a link to an article listing, like, all of her philanthropy. I think that Dolly is, Dolly's an exceptional person, not even just like a, she has cut through in so many ways where, Everybody has an opinion and a favorable opinion and gets something out of Dolly Parton, even when somebody just mentions her name. Whether you're a fan, whether you know her music, whether you can even sing the lyrics to one song, everybody who has ever seen Dolly speak or just be has a favorable opinion of her. Mm-hmm. Like there is, there's no choice with what Dolly Parton. What about Shawn uh, Sean Mendes did not make this, <clears throat> no. uh, this list. Again, this was, a, this was a post on Innocent. Reddit. He's on, so loving. Who is the most innocent celebrity? All right. Uh, somebody said Tom Holland. And two replies include this. When mm. Benedict Cumberbatch has to babysit you, you know you're innocent. <laughs> <laughs> Another person said about Tom Holland. He tried to do an Instagram live a few months ago. He spent a minute figuring out how to go live with someone and eventually had a sweet conversation with a starstruck girl. At the end of their talk, he asked her to help him get back to my normal Zoom. He then spent another minute trying to figure out how to go live with someone again, and then he gave up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Others on the list, uh, you mentioned, Dan Mori, you mentioned Tom Hanks. Yes, his name came up a lot. Mark Ruffalo, Gary Oldman, Robin Williams, Mm -hmm. Elijah Wood. Gary Oldman. Yep. Daniel Radcliffe. Okay, what about The Rock? The Rock is not on there. Uh, Miranda no. Cosgrove, iCarly from back in the day. Nobody who owns a tequila company should be on that list. <laughs> uh, Michael Sarah, Chris Evans, and Kristen oh, I Bell. Highly, I, I highly disagree with Michael Sarah. Really? Yeah. I completely agree. Don't no. tell me. No, no, no. Don't no, tell no, me no, Michael no, Sarah has like no, a, no, 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 but I just know that. that I know. A dark past. No, know, Not dark I, past, but no, no, no. other things go on. I know that type. I know that type. Michael Sarah? He's got a side to him. Yeah. Guaranteed, he's got a side to him. Well, these are some of the uh, the responses, the replies to this Reddit thread. Who is the most innocent celebrity? That's a really, really great question because, um, yeah, oh, God, um, I, I stick with because because it's so hard Street. because I get you get I get so drawn to their characters, right? Of course. Like I would say, like you could say Jack Black. 
See, I disagree. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. I disagree. I bet you he has like a dark side. But I don't know because like Jack Black, for all I like he only does stuff to make people happy. Mm. Jack Black has never really done anything, even in a movie, that would like make you not like him. And you don't really hear much about Jack Black unless he's like half naked or in a Spider-Man outfit, you know, doing dance videos on TikTok. Like he's sort of just, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? <laughs> like he's sort of just that guy. Like yeah. I, I would put him on I that list. I percent all Christmas movies. Kira, no, uh, uh. Mm. I don't believe Ma- that. Really? Uh, uh, really? No, no, no. No, it's not growing in Not at all. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Emmy Award-winning food and wine expert on Netflix's Queer Eye, Anthony, is getting ready for the sixth season of the show. Uh, he's got a brand-new cookbook out right now featuring 80 of his favorite weeknight meals called Anthony, Let's Do Dinner, Anthony, what's up, dog? It's Roz and Mocha. How are you? Hello. I'm good. How are you guys? Really great. What a beautiful book. My God. Oh, thank you. Uh, who got you into food? Who is your sort of patient zero that turned you on to your love of food? In my personal life, it w- I would say it's definitely my mother. She was just deeply passionate about cooking all throughout you know, my childhood, and I used to just kind of watch her. My father as well, actually. Um, he was bigger at like breakfast and assembling like big fruit platters and charcuterie because we're Polish and charcuterie is very appropriate for uh, breakfast if you're Polish. But for TV, I have to say it was this lovely PBS series with uh, Jacques Pepin and Julia Child. Oh. And he's just kind of like super straight edge, traditional French chef. And she was just like this like bubbly colorful personality who just didn't take herself too seriously and took off uh, took on all these like ambitious recipes and i just love watching them like that was my saturday morning cartoons Aww. so is this uh always been in the plan for you to uh start putting out a line of uh, of cookbooks no absolutely not <laughs> okay is okay it, is, um, it, is it because you're not a chef like because I, th- I think that the world of food tends to be quite snooty and the cook's don't seem like they're all that welcome unless you're already famous. You know, it depends on the circle. I I have to say, you know, food for me, something has always been something that's personal. It's always how I showed um, my love and my care for my family and for my friends. And it's kind of like that's my love language. And it's always what I've just been doing since I was in college. And I started kind of like cooking for myself. It wasn't part of the career plan, but when Queer Eye came about, um, it kind of got like thrust into into the public sphere, yeah. and I just kind of ran with it, and 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 decided to you know I found out that it was something that I re- I got the job that I needed, and not the job that I wanted. I always thought that if something mm. is very personal to you and very and if you're really passionate about it, I didn't understand that you could actually make a career out of that. But as soon as I learned that through Queer Eye, just kind of it opened up the floodgates of possibilities for me, and and I've been running with it since. Hey, do you eat carbs and gluten and all that stuff? I do. Um, that's a plot. Later in the week. You're probably... Oh, later in the week. No, no, you hear that? Later in the week. Later in the week. Later in the week. It's not an everyday thing. No, but here's here's the deal. Okay. Wow, this got everyone riled up. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're talking food. So so beginning beginning of the week, I'll probably start with something like a version of um, in in Let's Do Dinner, there's like a warm kale salad with rotisserie chicken and torn croutons. There are Mm. carbs in there. They're not like the star of the show, but they kind of complement the dish because in my experience, whenever I try to have a meal that has zero carbs, 30 minutes later, I'm starving and I'm like going for ice cream. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so I've learned how to kind of like sprinkle it in and kind of like balance it out. I do definitely lean heavily on protein, whether it's 
uh, meat or, or, or different types of fish. But as the week progresses, my body basically starts telling me like, dude, you need carbs. And by Sunday, it's like a whole pizza and chicken tenders and uh-huh. um, oatmeal <laughs> pancakes. And now that you, now you're talking my language. <laughs> uh, the new book is uh, Anthony, uh, Let's Do Dinner. Uh, Anthony, one of your biggest fans, uh, Dammit Maury, who you know, um, is here and has something. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Sorry, no. your oh, stalker, no. Dammit Maury, is here. <laughs> this is the greatest day in the world. Uh, Maury, what do you got for Anthony? Okay, okay, flirting aside, I have three quick questions for you. Yes. If I ate a seed, will a plant grow inside me? What? Um, this food-related questions. I don't. I mean, I I'm pretty certain that with like all of our stomach acids and like that. What, what's those Canadian heritage commercials where Doctor Penfield was like putting pieces of metal in oh, people's stomachs? Oh, I smell burnt toast. Yes. Uh, yeah. would disintegrate it. So I would say that my answer to that. You guys know what I'm talking yeah, about, right? I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, but yeah. also, also, Anthony, you can just say no. Yeah. Like you don't have to do a whole thing. You can honestly just shut him down. It's fine. Okay. I'm notoriously terrible at lightning round questions. Okay, so, so okay. okay. Number you get, two, and Maury, Maury knows this already. Okay, so. number two. Okay, Ross, stop interrupting okay, us. Okay, go ahead. Okay, if um, if you can drink a drink, why can't you food a food? Maury. Okay. 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 Do you believe in the five-second rule? Oh, 100%. So you put food on, like, one of your celebrity friends' dinner plates that might have fallen on the floor. That's a different question, Maury. That's question That's four. Why would I treat a celebrity friend any differently than a normal friend? Oh. Good one. Good one. Go. <laughs> Anthony, thank you so Hold much on. for joining us. We have to ask about quick, the next season of Queer yeah, Eye. Quickly, before we go, uh, you guys are coming back on Queer Eye. Where are you heading this time? So we actually, um, about two months ago, a month and a half ago, we wrapped in Austin, Texas, which... I'm super excited about because we started filming right before the pandemic and we were one day shy of finishing our first episode and everything kind of shut down. I love that we got to finish what we started and they're just beautiful, diverse stories, um, small businesses, people who are doing just incredible work for their community. It's just like a continuation of what we've been doing and then some, I can't say more. Um, but I will say I had like my biggest full, like snot out of my nose cry um, it was bigger than Mama Tammy season oh, two wow. episode one, um, and this was right when I met the hero. Wow! Usually it happens at the end of the week. Wow! That's how much this person like, I this person overwhelmed me with their kindness and what they're doing for their community. So I can't wait for you to see it. And don't ask me when it's coming out because Netflix doesn't tell us. Right. Oh, that was going to so be my rude. next question. So rude. How do they not tell you guys when the show is coming out? They don't. Well, they especially don't trust me because I can't keep secrets. There <laughs> you go. That's that's the answer. Yeah. Anthony from Queer Eye. I, the new book is called Anthony. Let's do dinner, dude. Thank you so much for always making time for us on the Roz and Mocha Show. Thank you so much for having me. Take care, guys. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, a lot of drama with Alanis Morissette. You see this? No. Okay, so what's Alanis going through? Yeah, these exactly. Days? So they turned Jagged Little Pill because Jagged Little Pill is celebrating its 25th anniversary, I okay. think, something like that this year. Um, and like just like a monumental album, and did so much for so many people and women in rock and all this other stuff. And 
they turned Jagged Little Pill into a Broadway show, oh, which nice. did very well, and everybody was like loving it. And to sort of coincide with the anniversary, um, HBO did a documentary called Jagged, which was the sort of supposed to tell the story of Alanis's sort of rise from. Because she was like a teeny bopper kind yeah, of thing yeah, yeah. back in the day. And then she became Alanis. And then the whole thing with like Dave Coulier from Full House. Uncle Joey. And he did her wrong. And then that launched Jagged Little Pill. And all of these rumors, like there was all these great stories behind uh, Jagged Little Pill. And so then she in drama now. So HBO decided to do a documentary yeah. to celebrate the sort of 25th anniversary of Jagged Little Pill. And that documentary, I guess, premiered yesterday at TIFF. Oh, wow. So okay. it's, it's supposed to hit that. HBO in uh, November, like early November, and um, it was at uh, TIFF yesterday. And so despite sitting for hours of interviews with the HBO documentary about her life, Alanis Morissette, that she is so unhappy with the final product that she's not going to support the film. Really? Yeah, the movie Jagged details Alanis' rise from fame in her early 20s, culminating with the release of Jagged Little Pill. Um, in a statement issued by her publicist, Landis says that she was interviewed during a, quote, very vulnerable time and in the midst of her third postpartum depression during lockdown. Hmm. She says, the statement says, sorry, Landis says, I was lulled into a false sense of security and their salacious agenda became apparent immediately upon my seeing the first cut of the film. This is where I knew our versions were in fact painfully diverged. This was not the story I agreed to tell. Oh no! How are you going to do a Linus like that? Can you believe that? Oh, do you imagine that? That's do you terrible. Imagine, do you imagine just sitting? That's why you have to trust people, right? Yeah. I don't have that much trust in somebody. Like, you really have to trust somebody because they will come to you and say, this is the story we want to tell you. Like, I want to do it this way. And they're going to be like, of course you will. Yeah. And then you sign the papers and you sit and down get, for all these interviews. They get all that footage. It's their movie. Like, and it's then not, they can tell the story that they want to tell. Exactly. Like, it's oh, not your sad. movie. Like, it becomes their movie. And this yeah. isn't the first time this has happened. Um, but that's crazy to me because, like, for months I've been reading about this documentary. Yeah, yeah. Like, for months I've been reading about well, this you documentary. Do that, girl? You know what I mean? But unless unless they stand by it, like unless unless Alanis is getting cold feet and realizes mm -hmm. that maybe she doesn't want to say all the things that she did say, but she said them. I wonder if this is um, why, because I knew some people that were supposed to talk to her about this HBO documentary, Tiff. Yeah. But anybody that was going to talk to her, because they were setting up interviews for something else with her, uh -huh. for I believe the tour and stuff. But anyone who was going to talk to her, they were told you cannot ask about the well, HBO yeah, of course. documentary. That's what she just said. Yeah. She's not supporting the film. Oh. God, that would suck. You bring your movie to TIFF. Yeah. Home to Canada. Mm -hmm. Lannis Morissette, National Treasure. Biggest album of your career. Biggest album of your career. And the right. filmmakers are like, hey, Lannis, you want to come walk the red carpet? No. Oh, no. <laughs> no, that poor girl. Oh, no. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Big up my guy Drake taking over still. What's he doing now? Uh, certified Lover Boy debuted at number one. On the Billboard 200 charts. 743.7 million streams. Jesus. Of Certified Lover Boy. And quick shout out to Drake. Thank you very much uh, to his team for releasing a clean copy of the album because now I can listen to it oh. <laughs> a lot louder than do normal. They, do you home. not always get clean copies of albums? Like some no. artists just don't do that? Some of them just don't, yeah. Really, huh? So like for a week straight, I was listening to Certified Lover Boy yeah. uh, in private. Right. And now the clean album is available. I can listen to it freely. Because even right. sometimes my wife gets like a little uneasy with some God, of the, it's the so words. Weird. It's so weird to me because for the most part, I like the music we play on this show, 
I only ever hear it on this show, mm-hmm. right? Like it doesn't infiltrate my life when I'm not sitting in this in this room at all, right? And every now and then I'll be in like an Uber or I'll be in like a bar or a restaurant on the patio, whatever. Um, or you'll hear something on like a different service. Something will pop up on streaming, whatever it is. YouTube. And I'll hear a dirty version of a song that mm-hmm. we've been playing and that I've heard for years that I didn't even know it existed. Yeah. Right. And so my shock is that it sounds to me like it sounds like somebody sabotaged the song. Right. Right. Like somebody took it. That's, that's not my song. I'm like, I'm like what did you do <laughs> yeah. to this really sweet song? I didn't know that that's the word that you were using. I yeah. thought it was like endearing as opposed to. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I got home from work yesterday. I didn't know. And I had no Jenna idea. on our, on our speaker system at home. Yeah. Jenna was listening to the clean copy, the clean album of Certified oh, Lover Boy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you very much for that, Drake. Uh, but the album is number one. Uh, biggest week for any album in well over a year. So for this year alone, yeah. Drake's Certified Lover Boy has had the, the the most success. The last album to achieve uh, even a, close to this level was last year when Taylor Swift released Folklore. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was huge, too. Um, plus, Again, the swearing on that version of the album, too. <laughs> <laughs> She got that mouth. Right? Like, I had no idea. Uh, This is Drake's 10th number one album. And when you go to, it's crazy, dude. When you go to Billboard to their Hot 100, right? Yeah. The top songs. So number one is Way Too Sexy from Drake with Future and Young Thug. That's Mm -hmm. the one where they got the music video for, right? Yeah. Numbers two, three, four, five, seven, Eight, nine, ten, eleven, and twelve, and fourteen, and sixteen, and eighteen, and twenty-two, and twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, wow. thirty-two, wow. thirty-five. All those numbers I just called out are on the Billboard Hot 100. All those numbers are Drake songs from Certified wow, Lover Boy. That's incredible. So just from streaming, just from streaming, yeah, yeah, biggest that's album. Wild. That's Moore. Wild, how do you how do you think he feels about like the songs lower down, like thirty five? Does that upset him? Do you think? Like, do you think no he looks way. at that going, "Where did mm-hmm. I go wrong there?" He didn't go wrong anywhere. You're not here. All the other stats. Well, I know, but if he looks at that one song. You are on, there is, you are onto something more because every now and then, every now and then the public ruins your plan, Uh right? Like if you remember um, when he released that last album, what was it, Scorpion or something? What was the the one that he released, right? Um, What was the song that became the TikTok dance that was not supposed to be? In My Feelings. What's that? No, Tootsie Slide, right? Oh, Tootsie Slide, yeah. That was not supposed to be the song that became popular at that time. No, 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 Like sometimes the public decides and ruins your plan, right? No, you're thinking of In My Feelings. In My Feelings is the song that went viral because a guy by the name of Shiggy did a dance to it, made it popular, and... That was never supposed to be the next was that single. The, was that the song? Because yeah. it was supposed to be the Michael Jackson one, right? It was right? supposed to be Michael Jackson one. Right. His Michael Jackson duet. And I never even heard that Michael Jackson song. And they, but the they Tootsie scrapped Slide, was it plan. also supposed to be released? No, Tootsie Slide is the one that they started. He went to these popular dancers on TikTok. That's what it was. And said, right, hey, right, I got right, this right, song. Right, Can you guys right. come up with the dance right. for and everybody it? Everybody was opening they, their car doors. Yeah. Yes, they, they did the dance for it. And then the song came out. But sometimes, yeah, you're right. In my feelings, like the public decides, right? So maybe he is like, damn. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) Regardless, congratulations, Drake. 
The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Man, I don't know how we got to this uh, this point here where Octavia Spencer had to apologize to Britney Spears and her now fiance. Oh, Sam she Scar. did? Yeah. Did you read this? Well, no, because I remember when <sighs> Britney did her engagement post. Yeah. And the number one comment under the engagement post was Octavia Spencer saying, um, make sure he signs a prenup. Yeah. And, and then the news came out that they actually do have a prenup. Right. Or Britney does have a prenup. Fair enough. Because it happened, like as soon as the engagement happened, her people were on it. Yes. Da, 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 boom, prenup. Done. Sam Asgar was like, cool, no problem. Yeah. But then people were like going in on Octavia Spencer. Why? Which is so weird. So then Octavia Spencer then had to apologize to Britney Spears and Sam Asghari. And what she said is that she was obviously just trying to make a joke when leaving that comment on IG saying make him sign a prenup. And she has since privately apologized to both Britney Spears and Sam Asghari. Octavia says, quote, my intention was to make them laugh, not cause pain. And she hopes to restore just a smidge of happiness they were robbed of. Wow. Isn't that so weird? Yeah. Even and, if then, it- and, then Sam, and then Asgari came out uh, publicly and said to Octavia Spencer, you are very kind to clarify, but I have no hard feelings whatsoever. Jokes and misconceptions come with the territory. Even if it wasn't a joke, right? Even if it, even if it's not a joke, we have spent two years, all of us collectively, wishing nothing but the best for Brittany, and, and and understanding that she needs to get out of trouble, mm-hmm. not and through no fault of her own, no, right? Through no fault of her own, she needs to get out of this mess. Yeah. Whether it's right or wrong, she should be able to make mistakes. She should be able to do all this stuff. She and should be able you don't, to live her life. You don't want to see, nobody wants to see Britney getting into another mess, right? And Britney does have a history of like marrying dudes and like maybe getting herself in a little bit of trouble, yeah. right? Okay. But she's been with this guy for five years. Fair enough. Fair right? enough. But even if it wasn't, even if it, there's nothing wrong with telling somebody, make sure they get a prenup. That's the weird thing about this mm-hmm. is that people take that as it's some sort of diss or some sort of, every, they're very normal and prenups. I don't know if they'll ever become fully normalized because they're so emotional, yeah. but to say to Britney Spears, make sure he gets a prenup. That is only to protect Britney. Yeah. So even if it's not a joke, right? Even if it's not a joke and you 100% meant it because you only want the best for Britney, nobody should be going in on Octavia Spencer. At all. Like nobody should. It's the, it's the people are so bloody weird. Yeah. I read that headline today and I was like, I can't believe we are now at the point yeah. of this. You can't say anything. You're not going to say anything. You'll always have to apologize for something. Something. You yeah. really will. You really will. Isn't that yeah. weird? Yeah, you really will. You'll always have to apologize for something. You'll always say the wrong thing. And no matter what, no, even if it's even if it's the right thing. You, no, even if it's even if it is the right thing, especially right. if it's the right mm. thing. If it's factual, actual factual. Yes, right. You still got to apologize. You still have to. You still have to apologize. Um, and they will come for you. Yeah, which is wild because everybody who's been fighting so hard to free Britney. For them to not recognize that Octavia Spencer with the voice that she has to even in a joking way to say sign a prenup, that is nothing but for the benefit of Britney Spears. Mm -hmm. Like how, why go in on her? Mm -hmm. It's weird. She's on your team. Like this is what we all wanted for Britney. Yeah. Right. Like she's wanted wanted her to be free. She's free. She's one of you. 
Like Octavia Spencer's on your team. Uh-huh. And you're attacking your own people's. Yeah. It's very weird to me. Anyway, anyway I feel bad for Octavia Spencer yeah, so after to go through all that. After saying, uh, make him sign a prenup on IG God. in response to uh, Britney Spears getting engaged to Sam Asghari, um, Octavia Spencer said that she had to privately, uh, and she did privately, apologize to both Britney and Sam. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Ah, Tiff continues. Tiff rolls on. One of the big movies that people were really excited about this year is Dune. Oh, it's been and it's been delayed, and there was like, is it going to go to streaming? Is it going to go to four, theaters? It was like four times or three times. Yeah, it's one of those that has really had a lot delayed? of. Yeah, it's had a lot of release year, dates. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's had a ton of release dates. Did you get to see it yet? No, I, I haven't. Doing a lot of uh, no, I haven't. Stuff. And, yeah, and I, I'm a huge fan of the original Dune too, and um, I really really love what they're doing with this. The cast looks incredible and I don't, I'm a fan of everybody. I don't know if I've ever seen the original. No. I think I... You may be a little too, dare I say, young. Yeah. Say it again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't even, like, I'm trying to think. I don't know what the movie's about. Futuristic stuff? Yeah. Hey, Maury, did you see it? Yeah, I come in here. Yeah, okay, so the original Dune was 1984. Oh yeah, I'm way too young. <laughs> yet, yet you can you know every single word to Ghostbusters, mm. which was one year later. Well, because you you saw it with your parents when you were because they showed it on TV all the time, right? Yeah. Like AMC. Yeah, yeah. How did you see Star Wars and not Dune? <laughs> My dad. Oh, okay, I got as a collection. I got you. Okay, <laughs> okay. You watched it all years later, right? Mm. Yeah, okay, on streaming. Cool. Uh, More explain Dune to Mocha. Oh geez. Um, Okay, so there's these people that live in this really sandy area. Uh-huh. And like a sand dune? The sand dune, and they're trying to... Is that why it's called dune? ...stop this sandworm from destroying their sandworm machine. Like Tremors? Machine. Which my dad? Not, not unlike Tremors. <laughs> but then there's this one moment Like the where worm in Beetlejuice? Timothy yeah. Chalamet has, like, these powers or whatever, and he, his powers are tested. And there's this moment where there's this like little spy bug and he captured okay that is you'd stop getting into so much detail dude like general plot like i have no idea oh okay but you like the movie yeah it was good yeah (laughs) really because you uh (laughs) because that's not what you said to rebecca ferguson who's in the movie who is at tiff promoting dune when you met her that's not what you said yeah it was good this is exactly what you said. Hey, Rebecca, I got to tell you, I absolutely loved this movie. One of my favorite movies at the festival this year. And when reading about uh, your time on set and a remarkable set, uh, I read that you got actually lost on set often. And, and I was wondering, I got, I got to hear this story. Is this true? You got lost on set every day. The rooms were, they didn't change the rooms around. So, you know, it took me a couple of days for me to understand the logistics of it. And to be honest, I'm also a person, you drop me somewhere and I will not find my way home. So <laughs> it, that doesn't help, to be honest. But it's a compliment, I feel, to the set designers and to what they did. They created this enormity, which I feel is, is the knee, isn't it? It's the hugeness and the small characters. It's the landscape and the tiny characters. But yeah, it's uh, Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, Rebecca Ferguson, who we just heard, uh, Jason Momoa, um, Denis Villeneuve is the director, who's awesome. And according to Dan Mori, his favorite movie (laughs) at the festival. You don't have to understand the movie to love it. 
Um, no, I guess that's sort of true. I didn't really understand Interstellar the first time I saw Interstellar. Yeah. But I knew I loved it. Mm-hmm. And then I went back and I watched it again and again, and I've probably seen Interstellar now like five or six times. So if you ever talk to, uh, or if we ever talk to Matthew McConaughey again, right. you could spit a line like this. Hey, Rebecca, i got to tell you, I absolutely loved this movie, <laughs> one of my favorite movies at the festival this year. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. All right. All right. Hey, Mocha. Yes. Are you ready? Of course, brother. Let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha show and kiss 92.5 news break. Jennifer Aniston <clears throat> responding to those rumors that she and David Swimmer, Swimmer, Swimmer? Swimmer. Swimmer. Were a couple in real life. Because remember after the Friends reunion, there was that story that came out that Jen Aniston and David Schwimmer may have, like, done stuff back in the day, or at least one of them really wanted to do stuff, but somebody had, like, a girlfriend or boyfriend, and they just could never make it work. And then the story came out that they had hooked up, that they were an actual couple all these years later, and everybody's hearts were fluttering for it. Yeah. Ross Ross and Rachel, the break is over. That's all you ever wanted. It's all you ever wanted. They went to take their uh, real-life friendship and just pivot into a relationship. This is Jennifer Aniston on those rumors. Well, that was bizarre. Could not believe that, actually. It's like, really? That's my brother. Yeah. But it was, I mean, I understand, though. It just shows you how hopeful people are for fantasies, Hmm. for dreams to come true. So you're saying there's a chance. (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Man, Norm Macdonald died. Oh, I know. So sad. One of the greatest stand-up comics of all time. Uh, He was 61, had been battling cancer for nine years, and nobody knew, Um, which is really incredible. Uh, Somebody who I guess was close to Norm, a friend, said that uh, he never wanted the diagnosis to affect the way the audience or any of his loved ones saw him. So I don't even think he told his family Mm. um, that he was was dealing with that. Uh, Howie Mandel was doing his podcast um, yesterday and he was on with uh, Anthony Jeselnik. And they found out during the podcast that Norm Macdonald passed away. And really? of course, Howie Mandel from Canada, Norm Macdonald uh, from Canada. So here's um, when Howie and Anthony um, both found, the new- found out the news. You're kidding me. No. We just found out that Norm Macdonald passed away. Oh, my God. I love Norm Macdonald. I don't know what to say. Me either. That was uh, breaking news. But oh, I'm just uh, heartbroken. Jesus. I love Norm. Norm is from my home country, Canada, and from my home club, Yuck Yucks. And I've worked with him many times. Do you know Norm? Yeah, we worked together on uh, Last Comic Standing. I took the job because I wanted to work with Norm McDonald. This, this is a, what does it say? I didn't read it. What did he die from? Somebody in the control? What, what did he pass from? It was cancer. He, has he, he had been sick? Cancer? Nine years. He's had nine years of cancer? Oh, my God. So not family now. Nine years ago. How many years ago did you do Last Comic Standing? 2013, 2012 maybe. So yeah. Not, so he, yeah, was, uh, he already had cancer. He was, making his, he was making his comeback at that point. Yeah. Oh my wow. gosh. I cannot believe. 61. 
So young, but he's been sick for nine years and nobody knew. Oh my God! Incredible. Um, in uh, Norm joined SNL in '93 and was without question, hands down, pants down, the best host of Weekend Update that that show has ever had. And the story goes that he was fired from SNL. Because he refused to stop making O.J. Simpson jokes. Oh, seriously? Um, yeah, like right after the O.J. trial and during the O.J. trial. Because I didn't the, know that he was fired. Because the story goes that O.J. at the time was a good friend of NBC exec uh, Don Olmeyer. Mm-hmm. And apparently the execs at NBC would tell Norm every week, no O.J. jokes or else. And so every week, Norm MacDonald would go on and do stuff like this. Well, let's get to O.J. O.J. Simpson's lawyers say they don't want the families of Nicole Brown and Ronald Goldman in the courtroom during the trial. They're afraid the presence of the family members will just remind O.J. of how much more killing he still has to do. Oh, my God. (laughs) The most popular Halloween mask this year is O.J. Simpson. And the most popular Halloween greeting is... I'll kill you and that guy who's bringing over your glasses or treat. <laughs> this week at the O.J. Simpson trial, the infamous bloody glove was finally introduced into evidence. And O.J. didn't help his case any by blurting out, There it is, I've been looking all over for that thing. <laughs> in his book, O.J. Simpson says that he would have taken a bullet or stood in front of a train for Nicole. Man, I'm going to tell you, that is some bad luck. When the one guy who would have died for you kills you. That's probably- <laughs> Going, you don't get worse luck than that. <laughs> According to the National Transportation Safety Board, sleepy truckers are responsible for 1,000 deaths a year. In second place, O.J. Simpson had two deaths a year. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, that's what got Norm fired. And there's some really, there's, oh, there's no. some, there's some really great clips. There was one clip where Norm was talking about uh, talking about cancer and how people. They always say when you die, you lose your battle with cancer. And Norm said, uh, well, when you die, I suppose that when you die, the cancer also dies. So isn't that a draw? (laughs) Wow. R.I.P. Norm MacDonald. R.I.P. Norm MacDonald. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, a lot of people still talking about uh, Norm Macdonald and uh, a couple of clips that were surfacing yesterday. I was listening to one where he was talking uh, about his, I don't know, maybe his uncle, whatever, um, fighting cancer or battling cancer, as uh, everybody likes to say. And then Norm went in to say that uh, the way that his uncle was battling cancer was lying in a hospital bed watching Matlock um, and how you can't just die anymore. Now you have to like go out a loser. Oh no. <laughs> like everybody says, Oh, he lost his battle with cancer. You can't just say somebody died. You have to say that the last thing they did in life was lose. And, uh, and that's where the whole thing where he came was, uh, him saying, uh, you know, I'm no doctor, but you got to figure that if you die, the cancer dies. So at best it should be a draw. <laughs> um, but then this clip came so out, funny. which is really interesting. It was, it was, um, while he was while he was sick because he had cancer for nine years, but this is uh, Norm Macdonald talking about the respect that he has for people who go through something like cancer but go through it privately. They think it's so special when everyone gets cancer and dies. It's almost like uh, the height of narcissism to think that you're uh, 
you know, you're going to be so brave as to talk about it, whereas all you're doing is just garnering sympathy for yourself. How is that brave? It seems cowardly to me. It seems much braver to me. Like, I remember Richard Farnsworth was an old character actor, and he did a, a David Lynch movie called The Straight Story, riddled with cancer. No one knew it. His family didn't know it. He kept it from everyone. He did what they call a stuntman's death, which is you put a shotgun in your mouth and you, with your toe you pull the trigger. That, to me, is courageous. Like, you know, you're not being a burden to your family. You know, they know nothing about it, and then uh, you're gone. Then if I had a specific ailment, and possibly I do, you don't know, but I would not talk about it. Mm. Right? Wow. Yeah. That last line right there. Yeah, yeah. So that's and that's exactly what he did. He didn't tell. He didn't tell anybody. Nobody. Uh, nobody knew. But I watched the um, the the moth story, the moth joke from Conan O'Brien last night. Mm. Did you ever see that? No. When he tell do do yourself a favor today. If you have, I think it's like four minutes or something like that. If you have four or five minutes, oh, I got five minutes. Um, go and look up when Norm Macdonald was on Conan O'Brien, uh-huh. and he told the moth joke. Okay, it's it's Norm Macdonald just like at his absolute best. The way he delivered, the mm. way he told jokes, the way that he could use five minutes of one late night show to he was sort of like Robin Williams could do that same thing. Robin Williams used to be able to go on a late night show and just do whatever the hell Robin Williams wanted to do because he's Robin Williams and you knew he was going to be entertaining. Uh, Norm Macdonald was that same kind of guy. He was like the perfect late night guest where you didn't have to do anything. You sit Norm in the chair and you just let Norm do Norm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if you get a chance today, go and watch Norm Macdonald tell the moth story on uh, on Conan O'Brien. Moth? From, moth. Okay. Yeah. The moth joke from Conan O'Brien a few years ago. It's real great. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, The reviews are pouring in. Hey, damn it, Maury, come on in here for a second. The reviews are pouring in for Dear Evan Hansen. Mm -hmm. Now, you liked this movie, right? I, I actually did. You did. Okay. I know my my now, wife watched the uh, the play and loved it. See, I didn't see the play. Right. So I have nothing to compare it to. Right. See, now what I'm guess what I'm seeing right now is a lot of people. I don't think. From what I'm reading, that the Dear Evan Hansen play aged well. Mm. I'm what I'm seeing is a lot of people who are going back now and even questioning the play and really? the story behind the play, mm. um, and then the movie. So not even getting into Ben Platt and looking like he's super old. But let me read you some of these reviews because it's an absolute pile on right now. now do you think these before you media. read these reviews? Do you think these are from people who watched the play? Mo- and, then, and they're they're comparing it to the movie or no? no just no, the movie it's, alone. It's these are just the movie, but people who are well, well aware of the play and the gotcha. flaws of the play. Okay. Um, so let me read you this one. If there was any chance of making this character look something other like than a monster, it rested on emphasizing his raw youth, which makes the casting of an obviously grown man just hunching his shoulders an act of sabotage that is near avant garde. An- another review: Dear Evan Hansen is emotionally manipulative and irresistible irredeemably exploit and an irredeemably exploitive look at mental health. It's a shame dear Evan Hansen can't acknowledge that his protagonist is absolutely a sociopath because that could make an interesting movie. The Daily Beast said scathing early reviews to Dear Evan Hansen go as far as to just suggest the filmmaker should be sent to jail. Oh, now, <laughs> now sometimes so I don't like it now. So sometimes oh. this is my favorite one. Sometimes reviews go too far mm-hmm. or sometimes there are things in a review that are not accurate and um, publications have to print either an apology or a retraction. Mm-hmm. 
this is my favorite apology or retraction that I've ever read for anything. Okay. This article originally claimed that Ben Platt's Dear Evan Hansen haircut was a wig. It is astoundingly his own hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Dear Evan Hansen, sorry. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, you watching Only Murders in the Building? No. No? Only Murders in the Building? Yeah, Only Murders in the Building. Uh-uh. It's uh, Steve Martin... Martin Short and Selena Gomez. What? It's awesome. It's, it's a TV so show good. or a movie? Yeah, yeah, it's a TV show. Okay. Yeah. What's it about? Uh, so it's uh, it's about basically Steve Martin, Selena Gomez, and Martin Short all live in this very famous New York apartment building. Uh-huh. And they're all kind of in parts of their life. Like Martin Short is an old, reti- like not retired, but an, uh, an old Broadway theater director who's flat broke. Steve Martin is, he plays an actor who at one time played like a big TV cop detective, but hasn't really worked since. Uh-huh. Uh, Selena Gomez um, used to have like an old aunt or grandmother that lived in the building so she now lives in the building and what happens is that there's a murder in the building Uh and all three of these people who didn't really know each other or hang out um, we're all obsessed with the same murder podcast, like everybody else oh, is, right? Yes. And then they all find out that they all enjoy the same murder podcast, and then a murder happens in their building, and they decide to do a podcast about the murder to try and solve the murder in their I, own building. What's it called? Only Murders in the Building. Where is it on? Uh, I watch it on Hulu, but I think it's on on Apple or Disney. It might be on Disney. Yeah, check Disney. Oh my yeah, god, yeah, yeah. I am yeah. so I am yeah. so into it's this. It's so good. It's so good. And Selena, because I listen to murder podcasts all the time bro, too. It's, it's true so, crime. It's so, so good. And I'm totally and, into this. and the great thing is. Disney, yeah, on it's, on, Disney? it's on Disney Plus. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch okay, it. I love it. Uh, and the great thing is, is that it's like we watch it with Rocks because she's a huge Steve Martin fan. Yeah, um, we watch it with uh, with Rocks, um, but it's not like. It's not straight up PG. It's like fourteen plus because well, Selena close because, she'll be twelve in January. Because Selena Gomez has the worst mouth. No, in the show, <gasps> yeah, like the no, worst. That's not Selena, I know. Yes, it is. Uh, but no, it's a great show. Anyway, uh, Only Murders in the Building renewed for season two. If you are watching, uh, if you are Wait, watching hold that on, show, let me look this up. Only Murders. In the building. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Let me see. Oh, and the episodes are short. They're like 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like half hours. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. there are, oh, so only five episodes. Yeah, so far. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm in. But, uh, but anyway, so fans of that show, happy, happy. Uh, only Murders in the Building renewed for a second season, which is really dynamite. I love that a lot. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, confirmed that they've been trying to get this sequel to Twins off the ground for years. Twins was the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Oh my God, okay. the 80s? Yeah. 80s or 90s? Maybe early 90s, whatever it was, but where they were like somebody genetic, like they tried to genetically make like the perfect specimen of a human being. And what they wound up doing was making Arnold Schwarzenegger, but I guess the egg split and then it became twins. And then Danny DeVito was basically everything that was left over oh, from no. this like so human, sad. human being. I think that that's the premise of the, the movie. I'm, yeah. I'm not 100% sure. So how are they doing it? But they, they've been trying one. to get the sequel together for years. And um, there was a lot of rumors that Eddie Murphy was going to come in and be like the triplet. Like they were going to introduce, oh, by the oh, way, there wasn't two of you. There was three of you. Uh, but I guess 
Eddie can't do it, so they announced that it is going forward, and it's going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito, and Tracy Morgan as oh, the as the third. Great choice, <laughs> great choice. Tra- oh my God, you'll kill that role. Right, yeah, I love it. So, uh, so that's happening. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, apparently, there's a new Bachelor, and they're filming now, and. That's like way early. So hmm? Clayton Eckhart is, what do I know him from? You don't yet. That's the whole thing. So apparently Clayton Eckhart has been cast as the upcoming bachelor for season 26. You won't be introduced to him until Michelle's season of the bachelorette, which hasn't even started airing yet. That's so weird. Why would they announce that now? They haven't announced it. The problem oh, is that people have seen him out? with cameras, shooting promos and everything else, and they've figured it so out. I guess it doesn't work out with him so, and, and they, so what I can tell you, What's that, Maury? What I can tell you, just doing some research on him and looking at pictures, yeah. is he's a, his, I guess his jaw, he's a tight end. He's a what? He's like a football tight end. Like He's, that's, he's an orthopedic sales representative. Oh, but he also plays football, I'm seeing? Oh, what? sure. Like, for fun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's also a football player, but his job is uh, orthopedic sales representative. Uh, he's also a freestyle rapper and, yes, a football player. Mm. So that's a lot, right? That's almost the whole package, if you ask me. What more could you want? Well, apparently Michelle didn't want him. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, so uh, you won't be introduced to him until Michelle Young's season is done. They usually, like, announce it at the very, very end. Um, her season doesn't start until October 9th. Oh, which, my God. Which, which means that in true Bachelor form, his season would probably not start until January. Oh, jeez. So they're a long way out. Hmm. A long way out. But uh, anyway, you got a new uh, Bachelor, according to Maury. Is he hot, Maury? Yeah, oh, 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 tight end. Oh, 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 excuse me. <laughs> Morgan almost fell off his chair. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, it looks like they want to reboot the bodyguard. Oh. Oh, look at you with it ready to go. Um. So Matthew Lopez, who's a Tony-nominated playwright for The Inheritance, has been hired to write the sort of reimagined version of The Bodyguard, which was Whitney Houston and... Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Hello. So they say that the new movie is going to be inspired by the 1992 original, where Whitney was a famous singer and... Costner was a former Secret Service agent who was hired to protect her after death threats and then love happened. Hold on. Let's enjoy this part right here. And mm. So Lawrence Kasdan, who is one of the original writers and producers, is also on board mm. to work through this one. And a lot of sort of dream castings have been thrown out there right now. Oh, who? Um, everybody from Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. Oh, great combo. To Channing Tatum and Cardi B. Mm. And then, according to TikTok. Oh, God. What? Somebody's shooting their shot again. Who? Lizzo suggested Lizzo and uh, Chris Evans. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sure. I'd watch that. Streaming only, though. Make it, make it happen. You know what I mean? 
She's trying every angle. So have Lizzo's, they said, Lizzo's trying every angle. So do they need like a singer for this? Like, I, is, it, is it following the same pattern? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think it's going to follow the same pattern. Because I don't. Like, come on. Who's going to be able? See, but here's, okay, so here's. Because you're not going to redo this song. No, no, no. And and here's my and here's my question for any remake. You can leave this up. It's beautiful. And here's my question for any remake of uh, The Bodyguard. Um, you could really put it into the, like, if you wanted to make something sort of authentic, mm-hmm. you could even look at what went down with Meg the Stallion, right? When sh- the whole shooting in the car and the everything else, you could, you could put it in that world, right? It would be, sure. be, it would be believable. Death threats would be believable. We've seen it before. It has happened uh, to a lot of our, to a lot of artists, right? Um, whether they're from some sort of, who knows who the death threats would come yeah. from. But you could base it in that world. And I think that you could make a really, really great contemporary version. But, but if you're going to do a movie based on The Bodyguard, it needs a love song. Absolutely. And I don't know if you get that in the world of hip hop. No, you don't. Right? You get, if it's Cardi B, what you going to do? Sing WAP? Yeah. Yeah, like I don't know if you get that in the world of in the world of hip hop, right? Right. Yeah. I would like, like who could to you get? Who could you get? Like Ariana Grande? She could like it was gonna be it's sing, gonna sing. be somebody like it would be something like oh, that, on, like on. somebody in that pop world. I don't know. Like, I'm not opposed to... A lot of people are very upset about making a remake. One, because I think that they, they think that it sort of besmirches um, Whitney and everything mm-hmm. she did, but... If they need someone to sing... Yeah. If they're going to redo this song, yeah. they can always go back and get this girl. And oh, wait. That's Whitney, but this girl. And I... Hold on, one more, one more. <laughs> lower, lower key. <laughs> it's poor kid, man. Yo, that, was just probably... a, that was just a girl sitting in her room recording herself, right? Is that what yeah. that's from? Yeah, she's probably like in her late 20s now, and that's still like all over YouTube. <laughs> you can't erase she that must joint. Hate. She oh, must hate yeah. anytime bodyguard news comes up, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> poor kid. My God, I feel Dear so... Dear YouTube, please delete all these videos. Man, fine, I, we should send her flowers after this more. Find, find that poor girl. <laughs> Wherever she lives, and send her flowers on our behalf for talking about her and playing that clip again. Got to play that clip. But yeah, the, the views going up. You got to say something nice about her afterwards. <laughs> anyway, so they're remaking the bodyguard. Yeah, there you go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Kim Kardashian is on with Ellen today. And, of course, the Kardashians have not been filming the Kardashians. No. This is the first time in forever that the w- entire cast and women of that show haven't been together on a regular basis. But, of course, they will be getting back together soon uh, to start filming their new show. So here's a little bit of Kim. Y'all really do like each other. We really do. And I think that, honestly, having a show where we kind of have to show up and be together. It kind of forced us to be around each other a lot more than maybe our lives would have taken us had we not filmed a show. So we love that. I will say this is the longest we haven't filmed for. This has been like months, like over six months, maybe eight months, 10 months. 
And it's crazy how since we've had this free time, all of the stuff that's gone on, whether it's like, you know, this relationship or Courtney's relationship or whoever's, it's like people have had this like free time off and had these beautiful new relationships blossom. And it's going to be really fun and interesting to see filming dynamics and us back together. And I'm excited. Is Travis going to be a part of this? Does he want to be in this? I I honestly haven't talked to him about it, but I'm assuming because he's such a big part of Courtney's life that mm. hopefully they will be on. I yeah. love their relationship. Like they've grown so much together and have really like made some amazing um, just I mean, to think that they've been neighbors and friends for almost 15 years, I, neighbors for like a decade. Every time you see them, they're but making out. You they, know what? That's what they do, you know? Yeah. And it's so cute. And yeah. I love love. So I yeah. love them. They, I think they lick each other a lot. They do. That's what I see all the time. They just like they're just always licking each other. I think Kim Kardashian's lying about something. Oh, what do you think she's lying about? I think as soon as filming wrapped up with E mm-hmm. and they knew already that they were going to do their own thing. Mm-hmm. I think they started filming almost immediately. I don't think they have. I disagree. No? I disagree only because I think that... Because this- I think they want to capture everything from the time that it, quote unquote, ended to when it reignited again. They, yeah, no, no, they may be doing that, but I think that the purpose for the new show is to make sure that it can be more current than what the Kardashian show was. Oh, gotcha, Because gotcha, the gotcha, Kardashian gotcha. show was always so, so old yeah. by the time it got to air that I think they're trying to figure out, they may have filmed stuff of like getting ready for the new show and all that and all that, but I think that the goal is to, is to try and get it a little bit more current mm. because how do you compete with social media? You can't. Yeah, that's right. right. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. I think it's weird that Megan Fox calls Machine Gun Kelly daddy. Super weird. Super weird. Mm-hmm. So they were talking to her on the red carpet about her dress that she wore to the VMAs, which is like a, a Terry Mugler sort of nude looking thing. And she was talking to doing an interview and she goes, uh, Machine Gun Kelly was like, you're going to be naked tonight. And then she says that she was like, whatever you say, daddy. Mm-hmm. And then... She posted another picture of uh, Machine Gun Kelly, and she was like, Daddy's going to win a VMA. Super weird. She calls him Daddy. Yeah, that's, that's odd. That's gross. I don't know if I, I couldn't handle that. I'd be like, blah, 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 blah. I don't. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'd be like, I have the, a name. I'd be like, say my name. I'd be like the no-no cat. No, 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 no. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, Let me read you this. Uh, This is from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, Facebook knows Instagram is toxic for teen girls. And I guess they've done nothing about it. So when researchers inside Instagram began studying young users' experiences on Instagram, they found that nearly a third of teenage girls said that the platform made negative feelings they had about their own bodies. This is according to internal documents at Facebook, who owns Instagram. Quote, teens blame Instagram for increases in the rate of anxiety and depression. And a slide from an internal Facebook presentation said, among teens who reported suicidal thoughts, 13% of UK users and 6% of U.S. users trace those feelings directly back to Instagram. Wow. The researchers, uh, the research offers the deepest look yet at what Facebook, which of course owns Instagram, knows about Instagram's impact on teens and their mental health. Researchers concluded that some of the platforms were specific, that some of these problems were specific to Instagram, not social media in general. Mm. So this is an Instagram specific problem. In public, Facebook has uh, consistently 
consistently played down Instagram's negative effects on teens and hasn't made its research public or available to academics or lawmakers. Uh, Facebook's, Facebook's researchers said that Instagram should have Sorry, Facebook's researchers said that Instagram should reduce exposure to celebrity content about fashion, beauty, and relationships. And one former executive of Instagram recently questioned the idea of overhauling Instagram altogether. Oh, wow. And uh, teen boys aren't immune as well. In a deep dive into that same research conducted on mental health, uh, they found that 14% of boys in the U.S. said Instagram made them feel worse about themselves. So this is all stuff that Facebook knows about, they talk about, but they do nothing about. Hmm. Well, hopefully this article will change all of that. Roz and Mocha Q&A. Dallas, welcome back to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, what's good? Weren't you on like last week with us? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like, yeah, maybe not even seven days ago. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, welcome back, Dallas. Long time no talk. <laughs> What is your uh, your question for the room? Uh, well, okay, so I think it was either back in March or April. Um, I asked a question for Shem, and it was, "What was his favorite song uh, to sing in church?" And we all know Shem has an absolutely beautiful voice, uh, but I'm curious about Shem's rapping ability. Oh, damn! Switching it up, Shem. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, I can rap. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Look at him, of course. Well, let me let me preface. I have like favorite rap songs and oh, songs okay. that I like to rap. Uh-huh. And I can do one if you'd really want to hear it. Do you guys so, do you rap in church? Um, no. Church rapping is different. It's not like yo, 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 what up, God? No. It's nothing like that. It's uh they're more like testimonials. That's the best way to gotcha. put it. Gotcha. Okay. okay. So and uh so when it comes to rapping, when did you sort of like do you remember the first time you tried, but like tried in a serious way? Yeah, it was probably a school talent show back in grade eight. And what would you have rapped then? Oh my gosh. Wow. Uh, it was definitely the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song. So Fresh Prince, I think that's the the first rap song that a lot of people learn sure. word for word, right? Yeah. Mine was We Want Some by um, Two Live Crew. Oh, by Two mm. Live Crew. Yeah. Mm. That mm. was that was my first rap song that I, I could ever say, like, front to back, back to front. That's the first sort of, like, rap track where I knew all the lyrics to it Yeah, um, was Two Live Crew. I think for me it might have been Jay-Z's I Just Want to Love You. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. good yeah, one. It might yeah. have been that one. Yeah, good one. Long time ago. Good one. You uh, still remember the lyrics for that one? Jay-Z? Yeah. Uh, Everybody uh, said, hey, we want some. Oh, you're talking to Shem. <laughs> Sorry. I thought you were talking. I thought you were okay, talking to on, me. <laughs> if, I, if I get my finger on the bleep button. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And Dallas, if you cover your ears. <laughs> oh. Listen, oh. I, I hear the bleeping on the podcast. So this is the first time I get to hear it uncensored. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. I'm not going to like wrap it, but I'll just, I'll say it all. Okay. 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 You have your finger on the bleep button? Yeah. Me and my homes like to play this game. Some call it but some call it We always line up in a single file line and take our turns. But every time it came to me, I would out of luck because it's in and it would get stuck. The girls would say, Girls don't hide it. Please don't knock it until you tried it to all of you. Let's have and do the Rambo. Now I'm the king of the fight for the 1980s. Got a long heart for all of the ladies. I don't care if you got three babies, you can in my Mercedes. If you want to just let me know, we can go backstage at the end of the show. I'll look at you and you'll look at me with my you fall because I won't say please just like a rat does cheese. (laughs) 
Yo, I didn't have my finger on the bleep button once. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, yeah. okay, so, Shem. Yeah. <laughs> How do I top that? Are you no. kidding me? <laughs> no. After no. Roz just did that, yeah. you can't come yeah. back with and, Fresh Prince and, of Bel-Air. And much like Shem, I also learned to rap in church. <laughs> 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 All right, Dallas, would you like to hear Shem rap? Oh, of course. Of course. Oh, what, what, are you, what are you doing, Shem? Um, you want to do uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Let's do Jay-Z. Let's do Jay-Z. Let's do Jay-Z. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Which song again? I just want to love you. Oh, okay, hold on. Okay, Dallas, are you ready? Oh, yeah, always ready. Okay, here we go. Ho! <laughs> oh. All right, here we go. I'm a hustler, baby. I just want you to know. Gotta get through this part. It ain't where I've been, or where I'm about to go. Yeah. And I just wanna love you. I'ma be who I am. You know you ready? With all this cash. Forget you, man. Now give it to me. Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that cushy <laughs> stuff. You know, uh huh. All right, here we go, Dallas. Here we go. I think I got this. When the Remy's in the system, ain't no telling. Well, I f well, I did some that. What they be yelling? I'm a pit by blood. No relation. Y'all be chasing. I'll replace them. Uh, <laughs> drunk off Chris. Mommy on E. Can't keep a little model hands off me. Both in the club high singing off key. And I wish I never let her at all. It gets better. Order another round. It's about to go down. Got six model chicks, six bottles of Chris. Four bevel deals. Got weed everywhere. What do you see? Meet you in your Chloe glasses. Go somewhere private where we can discuss fashion like Prada blouse, Gucci bra, uh, filth my jeans. Take that off. Wow. To me. Wow. Hey. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to say that uh, to answer your question, Dallas, yeah, is the answer, right? You can rap. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Dallas. All right. Talk to you guys later. Right on, brother. Uh, Jalisa says, uh, question for me. Since you're such a big Drake fan, which of his albums are your favorite? I have mm. two from 2013. Nothing was the same. That uh, is one of my favorite albums from, from Drake that has uh, started from the bottom. Hold on, we're going home and worst behavior on it. And then views from 2016 that has Too Good with Rihanna, Controla, um, Pop Styles on there with Jay-Z and Kanye. And Western Road Flows, which is like my favorite song on that particular really, album. Really, huh? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Oz says here, with all the camera tech available today, does Dammit Mori really need to wear the camera, sorry, the helmet cam, or does he just like to use it? Do you call it? It's the head cam, not the helmet the cam. cam. What do you call yeah. it, right? The head cam? Um, so if you don't know, uh, whenever Dammit Mori heads out to interview celebs, especially like on a red carpet or anything, he has his microphone, but then he also has a bicycle helmet with <laughs> is it three cameras attached to it or two now two two two, two started, cameras started with one started uh, with one i still put that one on the top because it looks fun yeah. yeah started with one and then so the the original design behind this because it really became something else but originally when you would go on red carpets and interview people with the head cam on the purpose was what the purpose was just because, like, I'm on my own, Correct. so I wanted to get video. Right. And then what happened is that you build the monster, and you have to feed the monster, and people start to get used to the monster. And then anytime Maury would show up without the bicycle helmet with the cameras on his head, um, people would be upset that he didn't have it, right? Yes. And, uh, and, and celebrities would act. Like, when he's wearing the helmet, they'd be like, oh, what's this contraption? Well, Jake Gyllenhaal, like, loves, loves it. Loves it. Jake Gyllenhaal loves it. Madonna's... Yep. 
publicist Liz Rosenberg loves the helmet. So you would see people, though, because Maury, like on a red carpet, like everybody else dressed super fancy, everything else. Maury wears often just what he's wearing during the day. I don't care. And he shows jeans. T-shirt and jeans. And he shows up on the red carpet, standing there alone in this, all this like beautiful, glitzy chaos. And he's standing there alone and with a bicycle helmet on his head. And you would often see stars um, make a point to stop to him because they didn't know what was really going on. Because when you look at a grown man with a bicycle helmet on his head, like in the middle of this like glitzy glamour stuff, wearing a polo shirt that he obviously slept in the night before, he, <laughs> he, he looks like some sort of make-a-wish kid, right? <laughs> like he looks like he's like in a situation where you as a star need to be nice to him because it's a good piece. PR move. Yeah. Uh, and then they walk up to him and then he's just Maury and he just starts firing off questions. But because of that, people started to build up this incredible rapport with him and they fell in love with the head cam. And he, he would get, I've been on carpets where I've literally interviewed somebody at the front of the carpet. Uh-huh. Right. And then I've watched them do maybe two people behind, behind me and they <coughs> will skip. I've watched people skip. 20 people and then make their way down the carpet because they don't have time or they're running out of time, but they'll always stop for like at least one quick question with Maury. Like I've watched people skip like 20 people um, between me and Maury and then go from me, couple other people, and then directly to him because they're like, we have to do this guy, even if it's just one question. Do you remember when um, Charlie Sheen wanted to hire, <laughs> hire Maury? He wanted to steal Maury. <laughs> he thought... He thought the camera was live. Yeah. He's like, are we live? I'm like, yep. Yeah, yeah. Char- Charlie Sheen, when he was going through his tiger blood, winning, <laughs> right? When he was going through all of that, Charlie Sheen, when he was going through all of that, um, he really took a shining to Maury. And he was, Charlie Sheen was like doing this weird contest where he was looking for an intern to come to Los Angeles and live with him. And he told Maury that he would like forget about the contest. If Maury wanted the job, the job was his to go and live with Charlie Sheen oh <laughs> during, God. during tiger but blood, what, during the tiger blood era. But then, he, and and go then and live I never got it. Yeah, but you what couldn't mean? have done that. No, I'm just saying like he it. never, like he wanted? never followed, like it never happened. No, because he got sober and then like, <laughs> he's like, like, oh, like told everybody that he had this, HIV and like and all, all this stuff. He was going through a rough time. Yeah. Coming out about him. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. girls that he would have over would started like spilling the beans to everybody. To the oh media. yeah, what did Remember? he call? What did he call his harem of girls? What was his? The goddesses? Is that what yeah. he called them? The Something goddesses? Like yeah. Would you have gone? Like, let's say if Charlie Sheen said to you in that moment, I would ask. I would absolutely go for a weekend or a week. I would. No, absolutely... no, he was like, drop everything. No, now. it's a job. Oh, oh no, I wouldn't do that. No, but no, I'd be no. like, can I at least? I can I try it out for a weekend? Yeah, yeah. No, that was that was a crazy time where he he wanted to take Maury where he wanted him to go and live with him in Los Angeles. <laughs> All because of the head cam. All because of the head cam. Yeah, yeah, no, seriously. So so if you're wondering, uh, what was the question? Like, does he need to or yeah. whatever? Um, yeah, it has done, I would say, more for this show would have, it was capable of doing had we been able to provide Maury with a full crew since day one. Yeah. 100%. Uh, Leslie says, hey, Mocha, the same weekend you guys got your new puppy, we got one too. And from the road trip back, trying to figure out his name, we were listening to the podcast and ended up naming him Mocha. That's real nice. Oh, wow. Look at that. Uh, Sherry says here, Roz said he was watching Yellowstone. Oh, first of all, Leslie, very flattered, by the way. So thank you very much for that. And I hope you and your, your family are enjoying your new puppy named Mocha. Sherry says here, uh, Roz said he was watching Yellowstone. I wonder if he likes the show or not. 
I love it. I've been listening for 10 years and I'm on round three of your podcast and I got a lot of people at work listening to your show. My sis and daughter text and emailed and DM asking for a birthday call, but it didn't happen. Maybe next year. Oh, whoops. I uh, love you guys. Your show's number one. I'm such a huge fan. First of all, Sherry, happy belated birthday. Happy belated, yeah. We love you. Thank you very much for the question. Ross, Yellowstone. L- love it. I, I blew through all three seasons in uh, less than two weeks. Like if I just, can... I plowed through it. Yellowstone Explain, is, yeah, yeah Yellowstone, if you're a fan of succession where it's that sort of family, patriarchal, you know, high stakes, big money, but the family, like they don't really get along, but they somehow have to operate as a family yeah. and like drama and murder and like all of this stuff, sort of like everything in succession. Um, Yellowstone is succession on a ranch, right? It's Montana Mm. succession. And I love, I always have loved Kevin Costner and Kevin Costner sort of plays the head of this family. Oh, he's in that? Yeah. yeah. He's the, he's the dad and the people who play like the, the people on the ranch and the farmhands and his two sons and the daughter and like everybody on the show is just awesome. Like they're really, really, really great. And I can't wait for season four. Like I'm, it's, it's my, like, it's the thing I'm looking most to in the fall, except for succession. Don't get me wrong when I say succession, Yellowstone is not even close to being as good as Succession is, but you asked me, what is it sort of comparable to? It's comparable to that. Because you're you're the first person that I heard uh, speak about this show, and then I know Shem ended up watching, watching because you said yeah. how good of a show it is. It's unreal. Yeah, it's Honestly, great. It's fantastic, yeah. and and it's gritty, and it's it's pretty it's pretty dark. There's not really moments of levity, but yeah. I like that. And uh, yeah, season four, November seventh. Yeah, I'm start- fully caught up. Oh yeah, I'm done. Oh, you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. I started watching. Did you watch the first episode of Billions? Uh, no. First episode of, yeah, yeah, it dropped, yes. You know, so we gave up on Billions. You did. Yeah, but I really want to get back into it, so we're going to start from the beginning. So what from the beginning? Yeah, we're going to go back to the Oh, very, wow, very yeah. No, the weird thing is, is because Billions is one of those shows where, um, where COVID, look at Moriana's phone. <laughs> Billions is one of those shows where COVID interrupted the filming of the season. So season five w- available on On Demand is I think only like five or six episodes. And oh. then so this picks up. So it picks up right where that left off. But the Oh, pro- so this is still season five. Still season five. Oh. But the problem is that in between when they finished filming se- like the beginning of season five and then they came back after COVID with this, Paul Giamatti lost about 75 pounds. So it's literally, it goes from literally one episode of Paul Giamatti sitting in his office behind his desk. Yeah. And then the next episode is Paul Giamatti sitting in his office behind his desk. Doesn't look anything like Paul Giamatti. Did they explain it? No, they, they, they tried to make it seem like he shaved his beard. Like that, that's like, that's what the, like, that's what the big change was. They have, they have one character that looks at Paul Giamatti and goes, yeah, I like this. It's working for you. You look younger. Or something like they made like a tiny little, they made a tiny little thing. It makes you look thinner. Doesn't even look like him though. Really? No, not at all. Doesn't, but it doesn't even look like the character. Yeah, right. Like it's super. It's super Did it weird. Throw you off a bit. It, very much so because yeah. he doesn't look Damn. nearly as menacing or nearly as all this other stuff that he uh, that he does. But yeah. uh, but yeah, anyway, that's uh, that's Yellowstone. I don't know what else is starting. Did you guys watch Nine Perfect Strangers? Did you watch I, that I show? Started that one. Uh, no, that's on Prime? Amazon. On, no, on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah Amazon. Amazon. Right? Yeah. You is coming out. The next season of You is coming out very you soon. Want me to spoil it for you? Don't say anything. Oh, yeah. I'm, did you watch the whole thing? Yeah. So I got uh, well, Rory and I yeah, both got. Yeah advance on that as well yeah and i'm up to episode uh i have two left yeah two left i finished episode eight yesterday because right. something weird happened and i and it kind of lost me 
Like on, on the I missed episode. I missed a bunch of episodes though. Oh, you did? Yeah, like yeah, episode yeah. I five. Asleep. I started and I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. Mm. Oh yes, I know what you mean. I'm like, this is weird. Yes. Hot, but weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Anyway, I know what you well, mean. We'll I know. About, I know. Well, what and you, I know Shem's a big fan, so yeah, we'll wait yeah, until yeah, Shem yeah, watches yeah. it as well, mean. and we can have a bigger, is it, is it a this? bigger discussion. Yes. Yes. Okay. Is that what? Is it? Is it this? You're not there yet. No, I am. You are. Figure out what that is. Okay, this, like. And then like this. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. 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 All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. We can there get so go. much trouble for just going. Is it this? Is it this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Maya says here. Okay, and this is a weird one. Okay, because we're gonna obviously have to put like stipulation, or we don't know what the stipulation or what the rules around this are. Okay. It's so vague. Okay. Which one could you fit more stuff into one big box or two little ones? The two little ones are together. The two little ones together equals the big one. Also, you're putting the same things into both. So, okay, so wait a second. So, so this is like... You is, have is, something, right? So she says you, the have thing two is. you have two boxes that equal the same size as a big box, and you have a big box. But can you fit more stuff into two boxes versus one box? That's basically the question. Yeah, but what's that thing that you're trying to fit into a box she's just saying stuff like can you fit more there's is there more space into two even though it equals one no they're about the same amount of space then. that's the trick to the question i'm guessing mm, like, but it like also depends because she didn't say like can you fit more no. of this one thing like this multiple item or sorry multiple of this one thing you know what i mean like can you fit the same amount of baseballs in the large box versus two smaller boxes where the total would equal, let's say, the bigger box. No, you're going to fit more in the big box. It could be, so for something like baseballs, it becomes about the amount of space you have between them. Yes. Right? That's and what I'm saying. It's kind of tricky because it, whatever the object is would change, could okay, change okay. your answer. Pieces of paper. No, no, no. Let's let like okay. stacked pieces of paper. Okay, so I'm going to, okay, so stacked pieces of paper. I'm not okay? asking how many pieces. I'm saying could you fit more Stacks of paper. So I'm gonna so I'm gonna tell you this, okay? So here's here's the here's the thing more. Okay, here is your here's your here's your piece of paper, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, but I'm gonna tell you this right now. This size of this piece of paper, this is the size of your big box. Right. If you fold it in half, it's the two boxes. Okay, so you fold it in half, it's the two boxes. Yeah. But let's say that this isn't a piece of paper. Let's say this is a piece of wood. Right, where it can't be all bendy and foldy. Correct then you're going to be able to fit more in the bigger boxes just because of dimensions. There you go. Because you don't have so I don't size know, of the boxes. So I don't know what you're putting into the boxes in order to let you know whether you can But I get what more. she's saying. It's the same as like what weighs more, 100 pounds of feathers or 100 pounds of gravel. Right. But I don't think it is, though. I don't think it mm -hmm. is that question. I think that space in between matters. And I'm always going to say the bigger box. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, let me let me see if I hold on. Let me see if there is a definitive answer because this is maybe somebody that we should have called because I don't um I'm not good with stuff like this. One big box. Oh, I got to watch out what I search I for after say. this. <laughs> How much can you fit in one big box? Uh, yeah, on yeah, a work computer? Yeah, two <laughs> small Boxes, volume, test, whatever. No, I don't know. So you're calculating volume is the is the thing. Do you know how to calculate volume, Maury? Um, vol like, um, like nope. 
Okay. <laughs> How do you think? How do you think you calculate? Well, volume, volume is more or less the same as like cups. Uh, like volume is depth. Like volume is like Johnny depth. Volume is like like this cup of tea that I have in front of me. Yes. The volume of how much tea. Right, but how do you calculate volume of a box? The circum the square circumference of the box, um, up up, over over, and then around. So it's like the square. It's like the depth of the box. What's the equation? What's the equation? The equation would be more or less along the lines of <laughs> more or less <laughs> along the lines no, of it's okay math, it's okay yeah okay what is the <laughs> what exact, is I getting the wording wrong okay what is the equation height, to determine volume height versus width what versus, do you mean versus like height plus width right so height yeah plus the width right plus the diameter plus the all around plus the all around but how do you know the all By around measuring Okay, so let's let's okay. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. Hold on here. They also okay. added a GA at yeah. the, <laughs> the end of measuring God. But not knowing numbers, I can't give you exact figures at this time. Please come back what, later. Okay, no. What Okay. Okay. But what if you know? What if you know the exact figures oh, if you of a know, box? Then you can add it up. Like da 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 plus da 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 plus da da da. Okay, but let's say okay. So make up something right now, then. Okay, make, hand me the pen make, on your keyboard. Make, make, make up something right now. Make up something okay. right now. There you go. Okay. Okay. Make so up, if make up something, if the right height, it's, it's a box. I'll it's do a it. Box. Easy, I'll do it easy for me. Okay. The height is let's just say ten centimeters. Okay. And it's a small box. Yeah. Okay. But go ahead. No, go ahead. Go okay. ahead. And the um, I'd say the length is 10 centimeters right and then the all around is 20 centimeters so okay. like 10 by 10 by 20. so the height is 10 so one two three four did you so, say the length was 10 if the yes. length is 10 how can the all around be 20. it's a square yeah but you the length is 10 that's one side is 10. so the all around what should be 40. i don't know i'm asking you I don't help me out here. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So then, so the, the all around volume is what we're trying to accumulate. Yes. Okay. The volume is forty centimeters. Forty centimeters. Because then you're going across, you're right? Going up, and you're going all around. So you're basically you're determining the all Four, through forty air, up down everything. Okay. So it is. So the dimensions of your box are what? But now I'm wondering if I should do a a, a diagonal. A diagonal. Try that. How do you determine diagonal? No, adding a di that in as well. But so how do you just... find that? How do you find that measurement though? How do you find the? If you take a square, how do you find out how long it is from corner to corner on the inside from, of the square? I, you measure from the one corner to the other corner. But you don't. But you have nothing to measure with. You only know the measurements that you have right now. Then I would know this measurement because somebody told me. <laughs> You got an answer for everything. <laughs> Measuring. <laughs> Measuring. Um, the formula for uh, determining uh, volume, yes, Maury, yes, is length, length, divided by times, times, length, times, width. Times, 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 height, height. Yes, that's what I was saying all along. No, you actually weren't. You went the all around. But I, sorry, I said plus. You said times. Very big difference. Huge, huge difference. Also, you said all around. You said length times height times plus. You said length plus height plus all around. Right? Yeah. 
That's not. That's it's. That's not it. Length, length times height times width. Length times height yes. times width is. Is right. width not all around? No. <laughs> is width not all around? Like if I want to know the width of my my waist, yes, I'm measuring all around. No, that's the diameter of your waist. Oh, so what's width? How width is why your waist is. Find us on Instagram at kiss925. That is where we get these questions from. Uh, just leave your question or your comment, and uh, we'll have one of you ask your question to the room on a future episode. Thank you for listening. This has been the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on Kiss 92.5. Kiss92.5.com. Or download the Kiss 92.5 app.